Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you ever think you would make it? You ever think you would make it? I feel I'm supposed like it takes sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to hate. And I run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. No, nah, I'm not gonna do the blues, man. I mean, oh, they, these man. guys. We, I've been we singing for these guys all morning here. And, and 90s, 90s the voice hip-hop? of an angel. The voice of an angel, angel. right? Yes. I'm Your yesterday, podcast, Harry, has a brother. Larry. Yesterday, <laughs> when we heard the story about Sinead O'Connor, which is obviously everybody knows, we had a bet. When did the song "Nothing Compares"? Nothing when did that song come out? Before you Google it, can you guess you when that song come, came out? Nothing. I said '89. I said '89. I would okay. say. What year would you say? So 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 just so you know, yeah. Brian said 1990 because it was their song at their, the dance school, whatever. When did that song come out? Nothing compares. Well, Tom, uh, I know this is your kind of a song. When do you think that song came out? Yeah, uh, nothing ni- compares. Nine, 90, uh, 91. So it's January 91. 8th. 1990 is when it came yeah. out. I was in Germany when the song came out. She would cry. I'm, that, she, I got emotional. I was that song was unbelievable. Rest mm-hmm. in peace, Sinead O'Connor. She lived a difficult life. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of stories came out about her. But uh, anyways, I was singing the song yesterday for everybody in the middle yeah. of it while we're doing graphic yeah, People design. were crying because your voice, voice is like, it, like I, I, Jesus and Fergie. Like, together. Gonna, yeah. yeah, it's tough to do, but it is what it is. I chose insurance instead <laughs> because it was uh, it was more profitable Smart and move, less Pat. drugs involved. So. Yeah. Gang, we got a lot of stories to uh, discuss today. Uh, uh, Vinny uh, is dying. Maybe it's the wrong words to use. Yeah. Vinny is <laughs> extremely enthusiastic to talk about the Kevin Spacey case. Oh, my God. Acquitted on all counts. Yeah, Hunter Biden, obviously, you know, with what they're doing, they thought they're going to get the plea, and then they called as a staffer. Very weird things going on, and the judge finally is like, no, uh, uh, I'm not doing this, you know. 
and they had to go back. Mitch McConnell had a moment where he froze. And some people thought it was breakdancing. Some thought it was a health thing. Some people thought it was, but we're going to address it to see what it was. From I don't the know. Standpoint. Anybody thought he was breakdancing. The hey. alien. The alien. We're, we're in a 90s hip hop mood right now. <laughs> it was uh, the, the analysts I talk to, they're underground yeah. analysts. Oh, you uh, see yeah. the real stuff. I yeah, see the underground stuff. I yeah. thought he was going to be like, you know, uh, uh, doing Popping and locking in. it. Remember and that song, Beat Street. Be- of Beat course. Street. Of course. Yeah, so that's the starting move. Yeah. That's the move yeah. right there. <laughs> and Pat, can you address how many trees died because of Tom? Well, Tom, every time Tom does, we have to we have our train machine come out to make the prayer. Tom paper for killed Tom to hold three trees, but guess what? He has charts and he's analyzing. And that's just stuff outside. You don't see the stuff mm-hmm. he throws. Stuff on to the his paper. Left. Look, there's stuff on Anyways, the Anyways, China foreign minister Why didn't the replaced. Trees run for me. That's chi- all. China's foreign minister replaced after unexplained absence. There's some stuff going on there. One in five Americans says they will never be able to retire. Daily Mail article. Here's the next one. Americans expect an inheritance of $700,000 in the next decade. That makes sense because of baby boomers. Jamie Foxx teases big things coming soon. Standoff between Rogan and Trump uh, over the podcast invite. We'll maybe talk about that. Uh, we got half of the voters open to a third party. We didn't talk about that last time. We have to talk about the Ron DeSantis firing a third of its staff. Uh, 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 after having raised the kind of money he started. His super PAC started off with $130 million, and he had another $20 million. Everybody said this guy's got all this money raised, but uh, Trump did something in Iowa that's unheard of. Wait till you hear what kind of money Trump raised in Iowa. We'll talk about that. Rates, uh, Fed uh, uh, raises interest rates uh, to 22-year high. Tom's got some feedback on it. What else I got here? Two California banks merge. Uh, UPS Teamsters, they finally reach a labor deal to avoid strike. Hopefully, that'll inspire Hollywood, the writers and actors, to figure it out as well. Mortgage rates, highest. Uh, Tom, 7.9%. I think it's 7.9%. A couple billionaires came out having paid Epstein $158 million over five years. This is a new story. Something happened in Temecula where they were worried about Gavin Newsom Finding them one and a half million dollars, so they finally caved and approved controversial LGBTQ curriculum. That's why I think California's issue is a statewide issue uh, that they're dealing with. And then uh, this exodus that California is experiencing, they're saying it's going to be happening till 2060. That's some interesting data. I don't know if you guys saw this video of a lady running around in San Francisco with a gun in the middle oh, yeah. of the freeway shooting, shooting people. people. We'll show you that. And last but not least, Market Watch. Uh, owned by News Corp. News Corp owns Fox News. They wrote an article. Here's the headline. Why even confident swimmers can drown, according to water safety experts. Okay. Why would you write that article in the first place? Anyways, let's go into some of the business stories that we have here. So Fed rates interest rates to 22-year high leaves door open for more. Uh, This is a Bloomberg story. Um, so here we go. Uh, Federal Reserve interest raises interest rates from five and a quarter to five and a half, highest in 22 years. Looking ahead, we will continue to take a data-dependent approach in determining the extent of additional policy firming that may be appropriate, says uh, Jerome Powell. Powell highlights encouraging signs of inflation curbing, but warns that policy has not been restrictive enough for long enough to have its full desired effect, indicating a possibility of further tightening. The FOMC upgrades economic growth to moderate from modest while expressing concern over elevated inflation in service sector categories due to tight labor markets and expects credit tightening to impact the economy following bank failures. Tom. Wow. So we kind of saw it coming. Got another quarter point. The Fed rate now 
five and a half. You know, it sits there five and a quarter, five and a half. There's always a little tiny spread, which means it's just putting more pressure on everything. But what he said was very interesting. He said, remember, we've been waiting for the Fed to interpret figures. Well, you know, we and, and listen to what does the Fed say that he thinks it's a moderate problem or a modest problem. And we, we, we hang on the words of the Fed. Well, now he's saying it's going to be data dependent. And number one, he said, you know, inflation rose by 3%. Uh, through June, but that was only one month and it was really like closer to four and a half and getting down to 2% is a long way to go. And then he said, when we get together on September 19th and 20th, remember, this is a longer, this is the longer summer break for the Fed. We're going to be all the way September 19th and 20th before they get together again. And we're just sitting here 20th of uh, uh, July was just a week ago. So it's effectively two, almost two months. And what he said was, I will have two more job reports and two more consumer price reports in hand by that gathering. So what he's saying now, basically, is the stock market is going to be able to predict and manage what the Fed says in September, because it's going to be a data-driven approach. We don't have to wait for Jerome Powell to say, I feel this, or you know how we hang Mm -hmm. on his words, modest, moderate, major, what word did he use? Now he's saying it's going to be data. So we're going to look at those job reports and the consumer price reports. If the job report is too hot, if the uh, consumer price index is too high, then he's probably coming with a quarter point on September. But the market, you're going to see the market react as soon as the reports come out because it's going to tell the market what he's going to do because he says we're going to data-driven. And I think, But that, I think, is a sign that things are getting better in the stability of the economy. He also said... I don't really see a recession this year. Mm-hmm. I think we've been able to surf this thing out a little bit, which means maybe everything the Fed did here, even though we had a lot of layoffs, people were looking for work, um, maybe we've gotten through this thing. And so I think... Uh, What's a 30-year fix right now? 30-year fix right now. So let's go to mortgages. I say it's like 6.8%. Rob, you have that? I sent you the link. 68 well, watch this. Well, what would you expect would happen overnight with the rate goes up a quarter point? You expect to be up a little bit. Uh, it was a link I sent you from Google on the in your email. Anyway, so I just pulled Florida. Half a million, 20% down, state of Florida mortgage, credit score 680, 699. That is where the majority of America is, or just under. 30-year fix, 7.95. What? Um, 7.95, $500,000 mortgage, what? 20% down. Correct. 680 to 699, 7.95. Correct. As of this morning, and you can see the little spike up right there that happened sure. overnight. So we're still going to see, we're still going to see those rates, you know, between six and three quarters and seven. And people say, well, I'm, I'm you know, people will write in the comments, oh, I, I got a six and a quarter. Yeah, what'd you pay? Two points. Oh, okay. Well, you really did pay mm-hmm. the rate, but the points just make your payment less artificially because uh, you paid the points up front. So it's that's where mm-hmm. it's going. So that's where the rates are, but it's still going to be heavy on mortgages, which means, as we've been talking about homes, the supply is still going to be getting this pressure. Well, uh, quick fact check of myself. The I said 6.8, that's actually the 15-year fixed uh the the 30 years closer to the, the number tom said in the uh the um 7.9 7.9 yeah range. i mean this just means sellers are still not going to be well, selling. well i'll say to this tom brought up a good point you know the whole conversation for the last handful of months what i've seen on the wall street 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Journal, a lot of these papers and on Twitter is, are we preparing for a soft landing or a hard landing in the economy? So you tell me what you guys think, everyone out there watching PBD podcast. I would argue that if you look at the numbers where we were pre-COVID to where they are today, unemployment rate right around three and a half percent pre-COVID. That's right where we are now. Inflation pre-COVID, what, one and a half percent to you know, breaking news, if you didn't know, we're closer to 3% inflation. If you kind of, what do they do for the consumer price index? They basically remove certain uh, costs of food and goods and, and energy costs. So we're at 3%. We were at what, 8% a year ago. So whatever Jerome Powell's doing seems to be working. And stock market, last but not least, I think the Dow just hit 35.5. I mean, I remember in 2020 when it crashed, it came back. I did an episode on... Uh, Sawscast then that we hit 30, 30k. Oh my God! Here we go! Here we go! I remember that. So that was, that was a great thanks, show. Tom. You were my one uh, uh, thumb up uh, at that one point. Appreciate that. But I would argue, tell me if I'm wrong, that we're kind of near where we were pre-COVID. I concur with everything Thank that you, you guys with said. With your constituents, well, um, yeah. Exactly. Actually, um, an un- unemployment does, shows. Does Bidenomics get credit? Uh, I mean, no, you- I think Powellnomics get yeah. credit. I don't honestly don't. That was See, a quick shout out to Joe Biden. Yeah. I had to do it because what up, Joe, he, what up, Sleepy? Here's what I will say. No, let's be honest. He's let's going to take credit whether sure. he deserves he it or to. not. Are you kidding me? Of he course. has to. Yes. What can the president do? The president has two things: the power of the executive order and the ability to influence the Treasury and the IRS on tax policy. Has Biden done anything on tax policy? No. No. Has he done anything with like executive order except for the emergency stimulus checks that went out to all of Americans on COVID? Not really. What has happened is I think the economy is a little more resilient than we all and me, mm-hmm. you know, thought. And Powell has gotten things to cool, even though it has stalled the housing mm-hmm. sector. Well, the but average any president's going to take credit. Of course. Trump, to. Trump took Anybody. credit for the lowest yeah. unemployment, for the highest stock market, as you should. The average American couldn't pick Jerome Powell out of a lineup. Fuck, the average American couldn't pick Joe Biden out of a lineup. Hell, Joe Biden couldn't pick himself out of a lineup at <laughs> well, this the, point. The but the point is this. Because she's running if, from If you're yeah. running for president. <laughs> there he is again. 2024, you're Joe Biden, and the economy sustains at this rate, or even improves in the next 6, 12 months, of course you're going to run on that and say, we're back to where we were pre-COVID. Elect yeah. my old ass for another term, and we'll keep this party well, going. Speaking of pre-COVID, and then I'll defer back to Pat uh, to keep going through our stories here. I'm on a deep dive right now on return to work, who's who's working, who's not. And I'm going to have that on the BizDoc podcast on Monday at 1130 a.m. But I did see this. There are more moms working now than there were pre-COVID, a percent of total moms in America. There are more minority women working now as total percent than mm. there were pre-COVID. And the survey is all saying the reason is 
inflation has pushed them more of those back to work. So we're talking mm -hmm. about the lower part of the middle class and core middle class. More of those people are going back to work in response to inflation right now. So so within the victory yeah, yeah. on unemployment, there's also some pinch families is, is that, that are working harder. Is that old school women working mm -hmm. or new school women who are like transitioning? Because that's technical. <laughs> you got to get that right. And the well, second thing, yeah. you know, Joe Biden's legacy is going to be the man Put all the women to work. That's right. That's right. That's anyway, why, listen, that's listen, why, I, before I go into this. By the way, just let me give you a quick shout out. Since you went there in the reference, yeah. what did the infamous philosopher RuPaul say about work? You better work. work. You, better work. you better work. You better work. Work it, so, girl. You know, you know, so maybe says, that's you know true. Anyways, I want to talk about what happened here with UPS Teamsters. Do you know what the minimum wage is now? What the average pay is for a full-time employee at UPS? I actually want you to guess and comment below what you think it is oh. per hour. Don't say it. I want you to think what a full-time employee at UPS average. This is what the debate was, the strike they had, and they just broke a, a year, a year pay? You said no, an hour. per hour. Per what do you think they hour. get paid per hour? Matter of fact, you can say per year. Okay. Get per year, and then I'll per give you year. per hour. Let me go into it. I'm going to yeah. go into it first. So let me go to the sponsor. So... Our sponsor today is American Hartford Gold. Again, with everything we're talking about, uh, the results show. This is very important, guys. Earlier this month, the Bank for International Settlement released its 2022 survey on central bank digital currencies. The results show that 93% of central banks are working on a CBDC. 18% of central banks said they're likely to use a CBDC in the near future. And jurisdictions of these banks represent 82% of the world's population and 94% of global economic output. Why is this so important? This is probably the best time for you to buy some precious metals and set them aside. I own a lot of gold. I own it physical, and I own it in accounts. And we chose to partner up with American Heart for Gold. They're the sponsor now. American Heart for Gold will ship physical gold or, or silver directly to your house. Uh, or they can set it up in a gold IRA. If you have retirement funds that you can't afford to lose, now is the time to call American Heart for Gold, a precious metal dealer you can trust. They'll show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. They'll even send it to you. We got some right here. Ooh, they have the finest wow. products, amazing customer service, and buyback commitment. American Heart for Gold has earned five-star ratings from thousands of reviews and an A-plus from Better Business Bureau. Tell them I sent you, and they'll give you up to $5,000 of free silver on your first order. Click the link in the description or call 866-939-6984. Again, 866-939-6984 or text PBD to 65532. Again, text PBD to 65532. Okay, so UPS strike, just like Hollywood. They came up with a number. What do you think is the average salary now for a full-time employee? Tom, if you read the article... Don't sit, because I know you cheated. I saw what you were doing. You're the guy that went to school. You're a professional Tom, you guy with an MBA. He went to law. The smartest guy in the room has to freaking cheat. I'm talking to the two of you guys. Okay. What do you think is the average pay for a full-time employee now at UPS? Don't say anything, Tom. What do you think? UPS. UPS. Hey, Vinny, what could Brown do for you? Give me the F answer. 55000 Okay, full-time, right? Full-time. Yeah. Okay. I'm, right. I'm assuming those people want to full, kill everyone. Not minimum wage. Average. Full average. Time. The keyword is average yeah. salary for a full-time employee. You said 55? Yes. Well, I'm a huge fan of the prices, right? I'm going 55 one. 55 Okay. <laughs> well, first of all, <laughs> you, you win. That was not a hard bet Adam, to, to, to do, but I'm going to tell you what it is. Yes. Okay. It's... Oh, my God. I what? can't believe this is it. Way okay. higher? Okay. What is the minimum wage right now, federal in America? <laughs> What's like the minimum seven wage? Seven bucks or something. Seven twenty. Seven, okay. Yeah. Some states want to take you to 15. Okay. Right. All right. So full-time, it's 40 
nine bucks an hour. That's a hundred grand a year, guys. Forty. That's a hundred grand a year. That's exactly what it is. The what? average full-time employee now at UPS gets paid six-figure salary. What? That's All right, the Vinny, let's get let, out of here. Let me read this to you. What am I doing? I'm going to read this to you. No, I'm going to I quit after. Go. I'm, I'm leaving. But hang on. You got to join. All the haters, all the haters <laughs> in the chat that want me to leave, bye. Uh, bye. bye. Listen, CNBC, <laughs> UPS, Teamsters, reach labor deal to avoid strike. Okay, yeah. UPS and Teamster Union reach a preliminary deal, $30 billion, covering 340,000 employees to avoid a strike. Existing part-time employees receive the raise to at least $21 an hour, part-time. Vinny, part-time <laughs> is getting paid $21 an hour, while full-time employees were average 49 bucks an hour. Current workers get an additional $275 <laughs> raise an hour per year and an additional $750 hour over five-year contract, which means if you've been over five years, the contract over five years, you're getting paid 57 bucks an hour is what you're getting paid. The deal includes ending mandatory overtime for drivers' days off and needs worker ratification. In contrast, FedEx pilots rejected a tentative labor deal with 57% voting against it. Pam, I'm sorry that I'm on my phone because I'm just getting texts from Delhi and everybody in production. They all just walked out and they're all going to UPS. <laughs> everybody just quit. Yeah. So wh now, what is the most shocking thing about this? You thought the number would be way lower. You thought that they, they don't deserve this amount. What is, what is it that shocked you? I mean, you were shocked. You, you I was, 55,000. Yeah. So what were you shocked about? Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked by the number. Yes, I don't well, know. How, how much would they have to pay you, Vinny, to wear the brown shorts it's exactly, and drive a truck with it, no door and a flimsy seatbelt? It's well, exactly two times. Grand? Guys, can we have a serious I'm conversation? Sorry. It's exactly two times what you guessed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You said 55. It's $101,000. Okay, give or but take. That's your... average. Is that factor in CEO? Is that factor no, in? Okay. That's no, full time employee. Just 49 wow. bucks an hour. That's great. That's insane for this to take place. Okay, so now yeah. you say that's great. Guess what it means? Okay, yes, it's great. By the way, we can make that 490 bucks an hour. Yeah. What does it cost to ship something? Yes. Okay, yeah, that's where right. the money the comes from. The consumer is yeah. going to have yeah, to yeah, pay yeah. more. You, you are paying the raise. They're not paying the raise. You're paying the raise. So to us, if the consumer, like, let's, what does it cost right now, Rob? Go and see what it costs to ship a, 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 a regular item. Just go <laughs> prices at UPS to ship anything, okay? Prices at UPS to ship anything. Let's just see what it comes up. Okay, zoom in. All right, so, uh, yeah, zoom in. If you, okay, right there. So check this out. One pound is $8.44, okay? Two to four business days. Two pounds, nine ninety six. Okay, guess what? Now, what if they say, "Well, we want it to go to four hundred and ninety dollars an hour. We can make that happen. We just got to make it eighty eight dollars a pound." So this idea of oh, day one, hey consumer, you lost. Yep. Okay, because it's coming to you. And Tom, Tom has a very interesting point as well for some of you guys that purchase Amazon. What's going to happen to Amazon, Tom? What do we think is going to happen to Amazon Prime when the renewal comes to your credit card? I, I bet it's going to be up six, eight, ten dollars. It's of got course. to. How how can it not? They have to collect that money from somewhere. It's coming from somewhere. Now it, 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 the difference is the well, difference maybe is Bezos will the, go at a loss next year. But for the, the consumer. But the difference is Bezos has fought tooth and nails to avoid union as much as he can because he knows what's going to happen here. I did a poll the other day, Rob. Can you pull up Twitter and go to my Twitter account? And uh, uh, you'll see the part where I polled uh, a union. Is union a net positive to society or a net negative to society? 
I think around 18,000 people voted, and here's what the results were. It should be the next one. Zoom in right there. Yeah, 17,800 voted. Wow. Do you feel unions are a net negative, net positive or net negative to economy? Look at that. Two to one. 32% said positive. 67.8% said it's a net negative. Okay, so that's the part about union when they come in. Here's the part. So in, in UPS, if you were to compare UPS strike versus Hollywood strike, which one they have to cave? I think it's UPS. They have I think to? You have to cave. Yeah. If 340,000 people go on strike, shipments are not coming in. Yeah. You, by the way, you know who the number one uh, uh, parcel company in America is right now? You know who FedEx? the number one is? No, it's UPS. UPS. Really? If UPS missed this mark, that $30 billion in valuation goes to hold different place, huh. which means UPS is sitting there saying, guys, we better freaking do something. Guess what Hollywood is saying? Fine. We got plenty of old movies. Yeah. We got plenty of stuff. Don't do it. It's okay. Yeah. They're yeah. still paying a monthly service. While you're not making any new movies, any shows, are you still paying Netflix? Are you still paying Hulu? 100%. We have to. You have to. 100%. So the media companies on strike, they're not getting affected, but UPS had to negotiate. Wow. The union had to negotiate versus Hollywood. Bob Iger's like, look, it's going to cost a lot of people their house. Hey, listen, you (laughs) motherfucker. Listen, you $27 million. You want to lose a house? There's three ways you can lose your house. Ron Perlman. Right? Yeah, Ron Perlman. So when you you think about that part, you just have to know that strike is going to be very different for these guys than the other guys, but 49 bucks an hour. Interesting. Well... And then if, if there's guys, you know, that we have the whole conversation about whether college is worth it or not. You know, my whole thing is typically degrees pay fees, skills pay the bills. Look, there's a lot of people coming out of debt with a couple hundred grand in, in, in college loans. Meanwhile, you're just a dude driving a truck with short shorts, with your booty shorts, doing your thing, open window, uh-huh. making a hundred grand a year. You're just a dude acting Sign like another dude. dude. <laughs> Sign me up. Man. What movie is that? <laughs> Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Tropic Thunder, yeah. All right, let's go to the next story. 400 years. (laughs) Let's go to the next story. All right, so next. So one in in five Americans say they will never be able to retire. This is a uh, uh, Daily Mail story. Let's see what's happening here. We just went from a positive news of working at UPS. Some bad news around the corner. One in five ain't retiring. So poll by Axios and uh, IPSOS. Reveals, reveals that one in five Americans, approximately 20%, approximately 20%, one in five is 20%, fear they will never be able to retire. Among them, 70% cited financial concerns as the main reason for their uncertainty. Economic factors beyond their control led around 44% of respondents under 55 to change their retirement plans. 44% under 55 to change their retirement plans. Conservatively, Conversely, only 36% of those uh, uh, over 55 were confident about retiring. This is a pretty bad number right here. Approximately 37% of non-retirees expressed doubt that uh, Social Security would cover more than a quarter of their retirement expenses. Reports indicate that Americans are not saving enough for retirement, with the average balance in 401k accounts decreasing to 112000 in 2022, down 20%. Damn. From previous year. <clears throat> so, Adam, you see this story. What do you think about it? Yeah, well, obviously the 401ks are up this year. I think the S&P is up, what, 16 17%. So that number is back up. But I actually would say that this, this um, article is dead wrong. Yeah, they're saying that 20% fear they're not going to have enough money to retire, not be able to retire. I would actually say it's closer to 50%. Jeez. I would actually say that this number is very low. So... Newsflash, only 50% of Americans actually invest, okay? So if you're going to retire, so what's associated with retirement? Well, a retirement account. 
So what's a retirement account? A 401k, a Roth IRA? I've been telling Vinny for I, a year and a half to get a, a Roth IRA. Hopefully he listened up. I bought gold. Okay, good. Shout out to Hartford Gold. Hartford yeah, Gold, still, baby. Yeah, that's not gonna. That's not gonna. That's like the retirement, retirement, but whatever. Keep no, going. No, so only fifty percent of Americans actually have investments. Um, you can't save your way to retirement. You actually need to invest. So there's something called the three-legged stool. I've talked about this before. Three-legged stool of retirement. Now, typically, it's been a pension, where I think the pension numbers. In 1990, 35% of Americans had a pension. Now it's closer to like 15%. I don't know that many people have a pension. Teachers, cops, firefighters, NBA players, you're getting a yeah. pension. Then uh, retirement plans, right? 401ks, Roth IRAs, only 50% of Americans actually have investments. And then the last thing is just your personal savings. We all know how people just can't save that money. So it is a major issue in America. I remember in 2016 when Bernie was was running and he's on all the shows. And I'll do my best Bernie impression. You'll probably do it better, Tom. Do you understand that 50% of uh, baby boomers uh, don't have any money for retirement? And yeah. that's what they're worried about. They're yeah. worried about their health care costs, the billionaires, the millionaires, the better that. And I was like, oh, shit, he's absolutely right. 50% of Americans have no money for retirement. Don't say millionaire anymore. Yeah, don't exactly. It's just a billionaire. I'm a lip doesn't move so, when he talks. That's what it is. Here's the deal. You know, Bernie Sanders was absolutely right. 50% of Americans do not have enough money saved to retirement. They should be concerned. I think this article is dead wrong. I think they're fucking uh, missed the mark here. And the average the average number when it comes to retirement, here here's the actual numbers. You're good, Pat? Limp, he got a limp. Mic. Oh, His mic went limp. Yeah, he didn't have he didn't save for retirement. There it was. <laughs> So the average the average American has about 135k saved for retirement. The average American, right? Yeah. But you know, a 40 year old, if he has 100 grand, that's right. He's got 25 more years to figure it out. But the boomers, who are 65 plus, right? Their average is 225 grand. Okay, cool, 225 grand. Do you know what they say the average American should have in retirement? Minimum. Two million dollars. So you're only one point eight million dollars off, Carl. So <laughs> it's incumbent on you to figure out your financial situation because two twenty-five in retirement will last you a couple years because Americans are living longer. Last point: Social Security was never meant to be a retirement plan. The average Social Security check yeah. is what two grand a Good month. Good luck getting yeah. these people and to they change thought, exactly. And they thought the average uh, uh, life expectancy was, was sixty-two yeah, and a half or exactly. something. Exactly. They thought you'd live three, four <laughs> years. Boom. Thanks, FDR. Social Security. Boom. The reality is, you know, you're living to your first, eighty, your ninety. First year Social Security came out. Only five thousand people used it. Five okay. Thousand. Now there's how many? Now there's there's going to be 80 million people on yeah. it. There's 80 million baby boomers. So, five, so the numbers yeah. don't add up. And it's the millennials and the Gen Xers, the Gen Zers that are paying into it. So the numbers are all wonky. So that's why it's incumbent on you to figure your shit out and save that money. In other words, somebody with brass in politics needs to actually get out there and say, guys, if you want to have the future look bright for your next generation, your kids, your grandkids, we have to do something with Social Security and cut it. And we have to do something with Medicare and Medicaid because it's costing mm -hmm. us a lot of money. By the way, somebody responded here, and this guy commented. I want to give you a quick shout-out here with the comment. Chef, uh, It's Chef Nick Nero. He says, I work for UPS drivers and loaders. They kill themselves daily in the heat, uh, humidity, cold, snow. The money is well-earned. Well, Nick, I hate to say it to you, buddy. <laughs> In the military, they literally kill themselves and they get paid nothing. Zero. So this idea about you're working in the heat and you're killing yourself, it just means how soft 
everybody has gotten. Now, if they're going to pay you the money they're going to pay, the consumer is going to be taxed for it. So if we want to start paying this kind of money, ain't nobody, if you're going to say this, cops get killed, they should start getting paid $300,000 per year. Yep. Military guys go give you freedom, they should be getting paid $200,000 a year, $150,000 a year. It's a ludicrous argument, but if you got your money, you got your money. I'm not sitting here telling you anything that you didn't get your money. All I'm saying to you is the consumers are getting the tax, mm-hmm. not you. We're going to have to pay the price for that. Yahtzee. Let me get to the next story. Americans expect to inherit $700,000 in the next decade is what they expect to inherit. So here we go. The great wealth transfer will see baby boomers pass down $53 trillion by 2045 with adults expecting to inherit an average of $700,000. As a report per New York Live, concerns arise as only 21% of millennials and 18% of Gen Z feel very comfortable handling the funds with Suzanne Schmidt from New York Live stating that they may be more risk averse due to economic changes they witness in their formative years, among those anticipating an inheritance in the next decade, 58% expect cash, 43% anticipate property, 28% look forward to stock and bonds, while 24% brace for life insurance proceeds. In other words, they're waiting for their parents to die. Over half worry about inflation impacting their funds, and 37% plan to use the windfall to pay off the debt, while 35% intend to supplement their retirement savings, and 26% plan to pass it down themselves. I think after four stats, you lost people, but we get the point. So what's your thoughts on this story here? Well, listen, a very wise man once said, look, 150 million bucks ain't what it used to be. Okay. (laughs) You know, know it's really not that that much money. You know, know it's not what it used to be. So with that being said, 700 grand, (laughs) 700 grand ain't what it used to be. Inflation, that's a half a million bucks. So, um, a lot of Americans feel like they're going at it alone with their financial situation. We just talked about the retirement plan and not people understanding uh, the money situation. I mean, look, seven hundred grand is great. It's amazing. If you get that, uh, I'll give you a game plan in a second. But it's it's no secret that what seventy percent of lottery winners that make that win a hundred million dollars plus go broke, go broke in, in the first die, five ten yeah. years. Okay, so seven hundred grand. You want to you want to go through seven hundred grand, buddy? Come out with me for a Let weekend me say in South Beach. Yeah, to yeah. That, bro. Let me say something to that. Look, okay. I would love to give parents a grade for what they pass down to their kids. Okay, mm-hmm. I give my parents an A, even though they gave me not a nickel. My mom and dad both said, "When we die, you ain't getting nothing." Okay, but guess what they gave me? They brought me to America. That to me is all the money in the world, all the opportunities, everything. That is a way of what you gave to your kids. My parents Mm -hmm. gave me values and principles. Now, if you're born here and you're raised here and your grandfather brought you, they've given their inheritance to you. What are you now doing to give to your kids that was born here? I do feel we need to give grades to parents of what they give their kids, okay? One lowest level grade, C, is a what? You give them a place to live, you give them food, you send them to public school, great. That's a C. Great. That's average. B, if the kids, uh, you're helping with the college education, you do all of that stuff, and you pay for their college, and they go, and they do this, and they do that, okay, great. That's maybe a B. Then if you provide them all shelter, And you do your best for you and your husband, you and your wife to stay together. It's not easy. Half marriages end up out of divorce. But you do your best. 
and you help them win a college, and when you die, they get start to buy down payment on a house, maybe give them $50,000 down payment on a house or $100,000 down payment on a business or a house, and then when you die, they get $700,000. I have to tell you, I actually applaud these baby boomers that are giving their kids $700,000. I think, I hope that tradition continues. Of course, we can say $700,000 isn't anything today. What I don't want to do is, you know how sometimes, no matter what you do for somebody, they'll always say, that's it, that's mm-hmm. it, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know that whole idea, like, that's all you're going to do for me? Like, I remember one time we went, we, we'll give people, uh, uh, we'll have a meeting, we're like, dude, this guy's going to be so excited to give this guy a raise. His attitude's going to be freaking awesome. Because you want to give you guys a raise. And I'm like, that's all you're giving me? A oh. 20% raise? A 10% raise? I'm like, do you remember this? Like, I'm like, you know what? Honestly, forget it. It's off the table, bro. Don't worry about it. Go look for another place. We're okay. We're moving forward. But, but the more. What did they say then? No problem. Go. No, 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 what no, did they say? They no, went to UPS. I, I say this is not the place for you. Go elsewhere. What did they so, say? They'll probably go to UPS. The story's very. I'm just telling yeah. you. We've yeah, been on gotcha. both sides where gotcha. we've screwed up and they've screwed up. All I'm saying to you is, I want to recognize good behavior. Mm-hmm. The $700,000 is good behavior. What I'm concerned about, here's my concern. I'm concerned the next generation is going to be worse than boomers. I'm concerned the next generation is not going to leave anything for their kids. Of course, it's going to be something, but not as much as these guys are because no one's talking about that. There has to be conversations about what are you leaving your kids behind when you're done? This whole notion about everything's about you, 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 me, 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 me. What are you leaving them? This is why I I love when I read Kennedy's book and I read Bush's book, uh, Agree or Disagree with These Families, They've done well for their families. Maybe you don't agree with what they've done for America. Maybe you don't agree with what they've done for, you know, uh, uh, the world. Let me tell you, they've done a lot for themselves, okay? And one of the traditions they have is your job, excuse me, your job is when you get married, make your money, make sure your wife is scored away retirement, make sure your kids are scored away with what they want to do with school and a couple things in the future, make sure you're scored away with retirement, then figure out a way to go back and give to public service. Choose to make $100 million, $50 million, $5 million, $10 million, $20 million, $300 million. You're George Bush. Go into Texas Rangers. Do whatever you want to do. But I think we need to talk about that more and more and more. If you want to get an A, I think an A to me is good values, good principles, home standards, expectation, after school programs, dropping them off, driving them. It's a lot of work, man. Dylan goes to three different sports every day. Tico, Dylan, every day they're in jiu-jitsu. Then they, they golf. Then they're going to swimming. Then they're going to soccer. Then he's going to baseball. Then they're going to tennis. I mean, you know how many people are driving these guys around? That's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think parents have to give themselves a grade to say, babe, if husband and wife are talking to each other tonight, have a conversation with your wife, have a conversation with your husband. Babe, what kind of a grade do we want to give ourselves as parents when we're no longer here? Is it a C? Is it a B or an A? Let's figure this thing out. I think we need to raise our standards. So I think this is a good sign with the $700,000. Quick quick response to that. I, I, I do agree. Seven hundred grand would be an amazing number. Oh. I was being sarcastic when one hundred fifty grand was not what it used to be. <clears throat> yes, I agree. Um, what I will say, you're absolutely right. I think the numbers actually break down to, well, it's 15% of Americans expect to receive an inheritance in the next 10 years. That's awesome. 70% of it is from parents and 25% of it is from their spouse. So the large majority, you're absolutely right, Pat. It is from the parents. And I absolutely, like one of my favorite things that I that I love being here with, with Pat and Valuetainment, it has just reaffirmed everything you said in the first place, that you gave your parents an A. Why? Because they just brought you to America with good values and principles. 
Zero dollars. Your dad worked at a 99 cent store. Zero. But that, that, to, that to you is priceless. And this is, and this is kind of nothing to do with the financial component, but it does have to do with the fact that you're living in America component. It sickens me to see the stats out there of Gen Z. More than half are, are not proud to be American or, or, or believe in socialism or are basically disgusted with being an American. I think we have that story, Rob. And to me, it's just so sad and it's indicative of where we're at and how divisive we are these days. You know, I dated a girl for many years who was from London, from the UK. And I would go over there every summer with her and I was the American guy. Yeah. Oh, the Americans here. And I was like, you fucking know it, buddy. John <laughs> Wayne in the house, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> with your red coat ass. Like, yeah. I'm so proud to be American, okay? And this isn't a Republican thing, a Democratic thing. It's just an American thing. And to the young people watching that don't love America, listen, nobody's forcing you to stay here. Yeah. Okay? If you don't like your job, leave. Yeah, but get a different job. Yeah. Okay? If you don't like the city you live in, leave. Yeah. If you don't like the country you live in, Get the fuck yeah. out. Yeah, but Adam, good good luck trying to go to another country. You think that like other countries are just like, yeah, come in, try to go to Canada or somewhere. They don't want you. They don't want your ass but there. To, well, you talk shit about to us? that point is like yeah. when these people go to a different country, yeah. go to the go, go to Iran. Yeah, go, go ahead. to the good Democratic luck. Republic of Congo. Yeah, good okay? luck. Go to South Africa. Good luck. Go to Haiti. And yeah. then come back here and be like, yeah, I was wrong about that, buddy. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be yeah. here in my house in America. Yeah. Boy, we went on a big old loop Tom, there. Before you do that, I just want to say this, Rob. Hey, can you guys just I'm curious. How, if you're comfortable, what amount of money do you believe your parents are leaving you behind when the day comes that they're no longer here? Can you please put that in the comment section? Somebody said run a poll. Money is power. I'd be curious to know what some of you guys are going to say. Go ahead, Tom. I have been saying that uh, Adam and Vinny took a big old loop there to the unappreciative Look. people, and I'd take that right back to the parents. Part of the other grade you can give your parents is what do they teach you about appreciating the place that you're living and the opportunity you have? You say you give your parents an A because they brought you to the United States. Mm -hmm. I tell my girls all the time, I said, look, this isn't perfect. There's a lot of debate out there. There's a lot of things going on. There's things going on in your school. Mm -hmm. We're going to go talk to the school board. We're going to be civil and we're going to do it because that's how we do it in America. We meet in the public square. We vote or we go into rooms and we debate things and we try to do it civilly. Some of those don't go well. They end up on the news. People screaming at each other at school board meetings but you know what all the stuff that's happened here this is still the best place in the world to be mm -hmm. this is still the best soil to plant your seed this is still what it's all about and that's not elitist that's not prejudice girls that's just what freedom liberty free enterprise and capitalism as a foundation for tomorrow does and i think when parents don't give a little of that to their kids about how good you have it here regardless of how many dollars you're going to be able to leave them i think that loses something because because the people you're talking about, I agree, Adam. I don't use the phrase, but I'll abbreviate it. You know, GTFO, you know? Yeah. It's a goodbye. But why are some of those kids having that that thing? I think that there's an obligation to parents maybe also tell that story too. Mm -hmm. What are the, What's coming up and what are people saying? Are they popping in? Let me tell you what they said. So <clears throat> most people, Rob, would you agree most people is zero? And 90% wow. put zero. One person put 50K. One person put 5 million. I saw one 250. I saw one 500,000. I saw one 1.1 million. I saw one 1.2 million in real estate, 400,000 in life insurance, 150K, 400K, 2.5 million, 250, 600,000. This is why for some that don't have money, 
The easiest way to leave money behind to your family is life insurance. This is why we sold nearly half 500,000 life insurance policies the last 13 years. And you, counting. Yeah, and counting. If you can't afford to do it, get them a life insurance policy. Yeah. Get something to leave behind to your family. It's such a – one of the biggest backbreakers of a family when siblings are left is when parents die and siblings fight on who pays the money. And the poorest sibling always blames the richest sibling saying, you have the money, you pay for it. And – and then there's a division between, uh, what do you call it, sibling. sibling. That's the last thing parents want. So if you want your kids to be united and you don't want them to divide, get an insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Protect the family. But uh, it's interesting how most people right now, 90% their answer was zero, nothing's being left behind for wow. them. Wow. That's pretty what, wild. That's what is being left behind for them or that's what they plan no, on leaving saying, their kids? my mom and dad are leaving me oh, nothing. Gotcha. Zero is what well, they're yeah, saying. That checks yeah. out because 15% of Americans expect an inheritance. So, you know. It's a scary thought, by the way, because yeah. inheritance is a very, very big aspect of what you do. Don't get me wrong. I didn't start with nothing. There's different mindsets to it. But what if you could? Mm-hmm. What if you could do it? What if we can do it? Now, yeah. rather than looking back and saying, well, that's the reason why I'm not winning. No, you're just bitching and whining and you're acting like a victim. I don't have anything, and I still went and figured out a way to win. We're still grateful. We're happy. All I'm saying is, why don't we start with us? What can we do about it? Anyways, I let's absolutely go to the next agree story. about the life insurance component. If I could just give I'm you sure 30 you seconds on that. If you're a young dad out there, okay, I'm speaking to the fathers right now. Now, I'm not a kid. I'm not a father. I plan on being one soon. Um, if that, you don't have life insurance for your young kids... If you're a 35-year-old guy, 40-year-old guy, 45-year-old guy, you got two kids, you're working, you think I'm healthy, all good, you know, nothing's going to happen to me. You know what they say? Shit happens. God forbid. A term life insurance policy, by the way, I don't sell life insurance. You know what I do in business. I'm not selling you anything. If uh, A term life insurance is less than a cup of coffee a day, whatever they say. Go get a $100,000 policy. Go get a half a million dollar policy. Go get a million dollar policy. God forbid your, your kids will be taken care of. And then yeah. by the time they're 21, let's go you to don't have to do story. anything. You're let's right. go to I the agree. next story. Let's go to the next story. Let's go to the next story. Okay. So next story, uh, uh, I want to go into what's going on with mortgage demand drops. Okay, we have that. We covered that already. We covered that already. Okay, so check this one out. Journalists witnessed, witnessed three thefts in 30 minutes during segment at the most robbed Walgreens <laughs> in U.S. Okay? That's pretty wild when you think about yeah. this stuff here, okay? Rob, if you can pull up the clip, the video, okay, on what happens. I don't know if you have the clip or not. If you do, pull it up while I'm reading this. CNN journalist Kyung La witnessed three thefts in 30 minutes at the most robbed Walgreens in the U.S. while reporting on the store's anti-theft tactics. The Richmond neighborhood store in San Francisco has the highest theft rate amongst among nearly 9,000 Walgreens locations in the country, the store experiences over a dozen thefts a day, leading employees to use certain chains to secure freezer sections. However, due to negative messaging, the chains were later removed. San Francisco Bay Area ranks as the second hardest hit metropolitan area by theft, according to National Retail Federation's 2022 Retail Security Survey. Walgreens has closed five stores in the region due to theft, and other chains like Target, Whole Foods, Nordstrom, CVS, and Amazon have either left downtown San Francisco or plan to do so. Go ahead and play this clip. ...to frozen food to try to combat theft. Our Kyung Law visited one Walgreens <laughs> that's hit by shoplifters more than a dozen times a day. It, is. it happened three <laughs> times while she was inside. 
Richie Greenberg walked into a San Francisco Walgreens when he saw in the frozen <laughs> oh food Jesus. section this. Chains, heavy chains that went from padlock to padlock on both Jeez, sides insane. of the doors. Just to get some frozen and this pizza. Was bizarre, something I'd never seen before. This is just more icing on the cake telling us that rampant crime is is has become a, a regular part of life. So typical oh. that in the 30 minutes we were at this Walgreens. Right there. He's humming, yeah, he just stole. Man, no face, steal. no case, that just walking pay? out. Dude, it, Did that guy pay? No. He didn't pay. And they don't give it. They can't stop them, Pat. They can't stop them. Richmond neighborhood store with wow. aisles of products like mustard locked behind plexiglass has the highest theft rate of all their nearly nine. Can you pull up the other video that the lady in the freeway is going around shooting people naked in the middle of the freeway? Go Was ahead, that Vinny. also in San Francisco? That's right away. Okay, yeah, Pat, that's San Francisco. Pat, go ahead, watch this. Watch this video. This is even more insane. Look at this. That lady's naked. She's got a gun. And she's just shooting. It's my ex. <laughs> Shouldn't have broke up with her. She's, she's shooting at people. I would imagine that's how you go and then, out. And then she runs out of bullets. This guy gets scared recording her, so he puts the camera down. And then he's like, okay, she's not looking. Let me record. Look at her. And then, boom, she runs out of bullets. Ammo. Yeah. You know what's Look crazy? Look at the cars are going to the left. I, I, I'm if sorry. Someone, if someone would have ran them over, they would have got arrested. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm sorry. If she's firing at people, no, no, but, but I would have flipped that chick fifty feet in the air. That's but my this point. Is, and but, then you would have got arrested. No, if for, she's if she's got a gun and she's firing on people, yes, you're running right you, through her. Yeah, I, I would have. I'm sorry. Of I would have. I would have disarmed her for the safety of the other motorists. But all it takes is one. Sorry, but all it takes yeah. is her I'm looking not at him. You're in San Francisco. They're gonna say. They're gonna blame you, you for you're your racist, manslaughter. Tom. You're gonna be racist. Well, Governor Newsom, put me on trial. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he would. Tom, think about it. You know what? That like, lady has rights. She should no, be able to walk around naked and shoot the whoever criminal. she wants. That, that lady in San is in the midst of a mental health crisis. I'm not no. going to run her down and kill her. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to see if I can knock her down. No, that's a perfectly. No, no, listen, because first of all, Tom, this is what happens when you defund the police, when you when you tell the people that work there, you guys can't even try to stop them when a thousand dollars or below. Isn't even a nobody gives a shit. No, it's not. There's it's, zero. There, hold on. There's zero security there. It's Tom. catch and release you at a thousand bucks. Yeah, you can't. You can't in, interfere with this because you're gonna get in trouble because they're gonna bring up race. They're gonna bring up a bunch of bullshit. This is the epitome of what California is going to shit. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Gavin Newsom is gonna be the front yeah. runner, and he's gonna run on. What do you mean? I'm the. I have the richest I state. We're, we're killing it. It's a shithole. And I, dude, like the fact that they're letting that happen in America, dude. No. There's chains. There's locks and, on. And Vinny, it's it's not I'm gonna set race. you up here. Be a race yeah. to save Hold on, lives. Tom. Hold on, Tom. Vinny, you don't know anything about California. You didn't live there for, for 15 years. Oh, you lived there for 15 years. Oh yeah, I lived years? there for 15. Oh, I used that's to. crazy. So you have experience in this yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I had no idea. Yeah, what's the, it like there? It's actually, um, oh, what's that? It, it's a shithole. Oh. And I actually, okay. I, I linked up with a guy named Patrick McDavid. Oh. He's half a Syrian. By the way, have you ever lived? You never lived in California. Yeah, have you? 24 Cali years. Oh, 24 like, years. Okay, got gotcha. you. Like, really? How long cool. were you there? Oh, Tom. Uh, I was I was born there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, got gotcha. you. So, I'm a Florida boy. I'm a Florida man. So I don't know about this. So collectively, this is 50. 
50 years of California so, and, right and here. And think about this, Pat. You see that. You see the crime. You see the, 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 the walking in the street with a gun. You see what they're trying to put into the schools. In your right mind, why the, like, especially liberals, and I have cousins that are just like, they love it. nothing. They can't admit it. Yeah. But look at what the hell is going on in California, bro. Look at what's happening. Well, Vinny, think about it. You can ski and surf on the same day. Yeah, you're right. So, so I, there you go. And you I mean, know, that's pe- worth pe- homelessness all, and murder. Let, let me, let me, let me transition this. No, 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 no. Let me transition this story. Trans. There's a part of this, guys. This is actually a serious story. I understand we're having fun with this. And this lady's naked running around thinking she's at a you know, freeway strip club. She, she's, she's, she's got issues. For a person to walk yeah. around naked with a gun, you got issues to do something like that. Fine. Let's set that aside. For people to be afraid to do the natural thing, the natural thing should be shoot her down or call the cops. And even if you call the cops, what's the first thing you're going to tell yourself? They're not going to get here on time. Three people could get killed by the time somebody gets here. So I'm so scared to actually follow the law that it's better off for me to sit aside, sit on the sidelines. But while we're talking about all of this stuff on what's going on there... There's a story here about California. Where's the story about California 2060? What page is that on? There it is. Okay, so page 16, if you go to it, people are wondering. I tweeted this yesterday about Newsom. Uh, uh, people are wondering this. So California, uh, where's the story? Is it 15 or 16, Rob? 15, on 15 on? amid okay. California exodus. Uh, so there you uh, go. Yeah? Amid California exodus, state population projected to be the same in 2060 as it is today. Okay? California's population projected to stay the same stagnant till 2060. Guys, that's 37 years. Mm-hmm. With estimates, 37 years or 37 years, with estimates showing 39.51 million people, slightly over then, 2020 figures 39.52 million. Uh, the state's population decline is attributed uh, uh, to an ongoing exodus of residents with over half a million people leaving between January 2020 and July 2022, and more considering leaving due to the factors of high taxes, cost of living, and social issues, the decline in population could have significant impact on California's tax bases, tax base and political representation with a budget deficit of nearly $32 billion reported in 2023 and a loss of a House seat in 2021. Now, watch this. You're seeing this at Walgreens. The worst in America out of how many Walgreens? Was it 9,000? 9,000 Walgreens. At Richmond, San Francisco. We're number one. You're seeing the streets, freeway, ladies walking around with guns. You're seeing what's going on here with the state of California saying population is going to stay the same. And then, and then, they're wondering why parents are sick of Newsom. Hmm. Then there's this story. Temecula, California, school board caves and approves controversial LGBTQ curriculum after threats of $1.5 million fine. From who? Yours truly, Governor Newsom. Let me read this to you, friendly people of California. The conservative, the conservative, the conservative Temecula Valley Unified School District's board in Riverside County, California, initially rejected a social studies curriculum for grades one through five that included discussions about the life of Harvey Milk. I don't know if you've seen the images, what this Harvey Milk guy did, what he's all about. With underage boys, too. Yes. That was his, that yes. was his uh, Sean, persona. First openly yeah. gay elected official in California due to concerns about his aligned, alleged inappropriate behavior around teenagers. Governor Gavin Newsom intervened and threatened the school board with a $1.5 million fine for not adhering to a 2011 California law that mandates teaching about LGBTQ historical figures in school, fearing that financial burden of a lawsuit and the school's board reversed its decision and unanimously approved the use of the textbook social studies alive with more, with some modifications to ensure age-appropriate content. Okay, so here's what, what does this mean? Here's what this means. Let me tell you what this means. 
you know, to all the parents who are fighting, whether it's in Glendale, whether it's in Camarillo, whether it's in L.A., whether it's in Hollywood, whether it's in Bakersfield, whether it's in all these different counties, right? Temecula is a conservative county. Mm -hmm. Temecula agrees with the conservative parents. And even Temecula, being the fact that it's a conservative county, caved. And they couldn't fight off the bully named Governor, Governor Newsom. Gavin Newsom. So what's, what's the next step? You have a few different choices. Here's the choices you got. A person, a parent can sit there and say the following. They can say, I'm not going anywhere. No problem. I'm going to fight this fight. Perfect. Let's process that together. How long is this fight going to take you to win? Five to ten years? Let's say ten years. By that time, your seven-year-old is 17. They're already been indoctrinated. Finished. By that time, your 11-year-old is gone. Guess what? Whatever indoctrination they wanted to do to groom your kid, they've succeeded. You lost. Just so you know, you lost. So now, but what do you want me to do, Pat? What do you want me to do? You got homeschooling, you got private school, or you got get the hell out of California. Mark Wahlberg, who's a Hollywood superstar, loved by everybody, moved to Nevada, okay? Rogan moved to Austin. Musk moved to Austin because he didn't like what they were doing to his headquarters in Tesla. You got who else? You got golfers left there to come to Florida. I can't give you a name. Tiger, Phil, plenty of names. Many athletes quietly behind closed doors are leaving, yet these parents are sitting there saying, no, I think they're going to do this. I think they're going to do this. The pain isn't there yet. There needs to be such a massive, listen, Okay, so look what look what UPS let UPS be the inspiration to you. These people went on a strike with UPS, and all of a sudden, what happens? They went on a strike. They got a thirty billion dollar agreement that took the average rate to forty nine bucks an hour for a full time employee working at UPS. The minimum wage for a part-time employee is 21 bucks an hour, three times the national minimum, the, the federal minimum is 720. UPS got $21. Okay, California, if you truly want to do something, what about if we do this? What about if there's a national strike with parents, you guys do a massive Zoom together and you do the following. How many of us are teachers? How many of us are good at math? How many of us are good at this? How many of us are good at that? Take the lead, do homeschooling with your kids, create environments where they can go to school, okay? Go raise money on a GoFundMe, okay? And have somebody that's trusted that we can give money to that's going to manage this whole thing. And let's raise money and all of a sudden, imagine school days, August 15th is first day or 16th. By the way, we were going to do an event in Glendale. Yeah. It's so competitive, like some counties and districts are fighting the other districts, but we're the ones that started it. Yeah. We're the ones that I said, listen, guys, ladies, I'm not here to compete. If this is about competition, I'm about wanting to do something for the entire state. You guys figure this thing out. If you guys all want to unite, let's come in and fill in a place with three, 4,000 people. I'm paying for it. I'm coming to you, and they're, they're acting yeah. well. I'm like, we're coming to you. You're not, we're not asking you to come forward. I'm taking two days of my life to come to you mm-hmm. to do this stuff. I want to do it to help you guys out. But rather than competing against each other, what if everybody unified mm-hmm. all districts and said, who cares if your video went viral? Mine went more viral than yours. Who gives a shit, right? What if we all unified? And we showed unity. This is why Newsom wins. Because if all these districts are competing against each other, Newsom's like, look at these guys. They're going to eat each other up. They're worried about whose video went more viral while I'm winning over here. And I'm finding you guys. And you guys are caving. You ain't got that much power that you think you do. But I flip it on them. Watch this. Let's all unify. Tom, what would happen? 
if day one of school, if all of these parents that are concerned, their kids just didn't show up to school, and not one, not a hundred, not a thousand, not ten thousand. What if 50,000 kids didn't show up to school? Wow. Bye. What if that was a statewide message to the entire, Mm -hmm. by the way, to the parents watching this that are fighting their fight, you guys got some audacity, courage. I salute you for what you're doing. At the highest level, the ladies I spoke to, there was a couple of these ladies. I'm like, oh, my God, I love her fight. Man, she's a boss. Mm -hmm. She's a dog. She's She's a competitor. I'm loving her the way. But, but ladies, gents, come together, all districts. Your enemy is not another district that's doing a better job than you on their Instagram account. Yeah. What if you all come together, okay, and you show 10, 20, 50, 100,000? Let me tell you why this is your time to do it. Let me tell you. You got three weeks, by the way, to be thinking about this together. Let me tell you why this is the time to do it. You know why this is the perfect time to do it? What does Newsom want to do? In the next 12 months. He wants to be the president. He wants to be the president. And who is his biggest enemy he's targeting and bashing on a weekly basis? A guy named Ron DeSantis. Ron. Ron. Well, well, guess what, Governor Newsom? If parents, fathers, mothers, pastors, priests of Catholic Church, if you guys come out together— in front of his office in Sacramento, I don't know. You guys all roll up. Do it. In front. And you do this for four, five, six, 10, 15, 20 days. You can afford 30 days. And by the way, some of you guys that got kids that are six years old, 10 years old, 12 years old, if these kids, 10, Tom, when does GPA really start mattering for college? Ninth grade or 10th grade? Uh, you know, Eighth to ninth, you start you, now. It really, really matters. When do colleges start looking at your GPA to determine, like, will they say you had bad grades in eighth grade and we're not going to accept you? The body, they- the body of work starts in ninth grade, and if those kids have a weak middle school, ninth grade always sucks. Okay, so let's just say ninth grade. You know what that means? They're targeting kids that are in first grade, second grade, third Correct. grade, fourth Fifth grade, grade, all of them. You know what? This is going to sound crazy to me. If my kid doesn't go to school for a month and it's in sixth grade. And I can fight to protect my kids from being taught these nonsense videos of this is normal, a boy giving another boy a blowjob? I'm sorry, man. I'm going to take my kid out for a month, and I'm going to rally thousands of other people to do the same. Hey, Newsom, what do you want to do about it? Problems in your state, homeboy. What are we doing about it now? Now we got national attention. Now everybody is talking about it. Now he has to do something, and he can't go around threatening a conservative community like Temecula to say one and a half million dollar fine where they're cornered to have to cave. Because what are they going to do? These school districts don't have a lot of money. Nope. We have to pay that one and a half million dollars. Which the is way, why they're against vouchers I, because you put the voucher in the hand of the parents. School vouchers, Pat. You see what happens? I'm pulling my kids. I'm pulling this. It moves the. It puts the economic yeah, power I, with those parents I, voucher states and by the way every you know again it was such a weird dynamic when i talked to all of them everybody i spoke to of different school district everybody in one way or another would throw a comment of you know we're the first ones that did this right yeah you know what the first ones that did this right you know we're the first this i'm like i'm like guys honestly i don't care i went to glendale that's my pride and joy because i went to that school i got great memories there but glendale ain't gonna change shit alone because the guy that's running the whole thing is a governor you got to get his attention and to get his attention we got to get a hundred districts 50 districts to come together 
And if you do, you make that kind of a noise during election year, Forget it. Joe's calling saying, hey, Governor Newsom, what are you doing to fix this thing here? Okay, I don't know if Joe would be calling. Obama would probably be calling and saying, probably. hey, what are you doing to fix this thing here? Anyways, I think, I think if there's ever been an opportunity for California to really stand up, because this is a message only to those that don't want to leave the state of California. They do not want to leave the state of California. You don't want to leave the state of California? Well, let's show up. Well, let's show up, because your alternative is to say, I'm leaving. I'm out. So either... An exodus or, guess what? A, you fight. You fight. You got to fight. But if you stay in the middle, these guys are, you you know, like the other day somebody said, why would you ever bring Anthony Weiner to the podcast and da-da-da-da-da-da-da? Why would you ever do that? I got so many calls about Anthony Weiner. So funny. One day, Anthony Weiner, I love the way Pat fought. Next day, Chris Como. Hey, you know, Chris Como. Listen, Anthony Weiner comes in and I said, guys. You have to realize if this guy, if you get into a wrestling match with a, you know, you mud wrestle with a pig, mud wrestle with a pig, you're gonna get mud on. You're gonna get dirty, and they love it. And guess what? I have no problem. Yep. I'm not going to be the proper scared person to say, well, you know, for me with my three-piece suit, I'm going to sit outside because there's no way you're going to see me wrestling. No, no. Sometimes you got to wrestle with the pig. Yep. And you got to get dirty. This whole thing about us being too proper to want to wrestle with a pig, you got to get in there and bully him around a little bit for him to realize and say, shit, I'm not, you know, at the end he starts apologizing. Nobody asks you to apologize. He starts apologizing. And then on Twitter he says, well, he asked me four times to apologize. Not one time. Did I ever ask this guy to apologize because you're wrestling with a damn pig? That's how they are. You got to fight. You got to show up. So Mm -hmm. for me, they're already doing it. The only thing these parents are missing in California is only one thing. For all of them to get on one Zoom together and say, guys, let's unite and let's roll. Okay? If they can do that, they will scare the crap out of the governor and all the other people that are bullying these great parents that all they're trying to do is raise good kids. Yep. And if that it falls in the member the three things, the three people that you're talking about, the do do nothing, the what the lazy, but all the republic it's this isn't a left, right. This is for your kids. Y'all got you guys have to step up and you gotta do something, bro. Yeah. Imagine Pat was in those zooms. I get it. The passion is there. It's like they need a little spark. And set the shit ablaze. I, 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 there was a quote listen. during the Revolutionary War. I can't remember who said it now, which really pisses me off. I don't remember that. But it was, if we don't hang together, we will certainly hang separately. Yeah. Well. And they were talking about going up against the British. By the way, what is And the- that's the way this goes. Do you want to be hung out on your kid? If you don't hang together, you're all going to be stuck there it separately. Is. You're right, Benjamin Franklin. We must indeed all hang together. Uh, uh, like or most or, or assuredly, we shall all hang separately. Wow, that's you're right. That's dope. By the way, you know what is crazy? You know what is crazy? There was a guy I worked with uh, 20 years ago. Guy's name was Swan. Okay, the guy is known as the best in his industry and what he does. A lot of respect for this man. He would say, "Unify, simplify, multiply." Okay, so Californians must first unify, then they must simplify a message in all the different districts. Then they must multiply. Unify, simplify, multiply. Unify, simplify, multiply. If they do that, the whole reason why the greatest team in the last decade is a team called Golden State Warriors, they have a very famous saying, strength in numbers. Numbers. Strength in numbers. You unify you will scare the crap out of me. I'll never forget, I was recruiting guys to come to PHP, insurance, selling insurance. And it was the best to hear what the competitor was saying about us, okay? 
and there was a CEO of this company, big company, massive company, he would say, look, you can go anywhere. We will not sue you. There's only one company you go to. We will sue you. And they would say, I don't know why they keep telling me. But what they don't realize is they were saying this to 50 other people, and they were all calling me first. Wow. So like, you just can't go with Pat. You can go anywhere. You can't go with Pat. You can go anywhere. We will not do anything to you. But if we find out you go with Pat, we're suing you. What were they fearing? Strength in numbers. They knew if these guys were more divided, it's easier to compete when people are divided because this, this game is a very, very hard game. They don't want to see different people unify with each other. Just think about the state of government, California. They don't want to see different districts unify with each other. They want to see all the bickering, fighting, we're better, you're better, our Instagram has more followers than yours, our videos go more viral than yours, and you copied us, and that's our hashtag, and don't use our hashtag. No, they want to be able to say, can we agree that we all have a common enemy? Yes, who's the common enemy? The governor at the top that's ruining these things for us. Yes, great. Why don't we unify, simplify, multiply against mm. a common enemy, which is who? The governor. Yeah. They divide and conquer. You got to do what you said. And Unify and get together. Did you see the video CNN made yesterday? No. Can you, can you pull up my Twitter profile? You didn't see the video CNN made yesterday trying oh. to trash DeSantis? No, I didn't As yeah. if it's a bad thing. You're going to watch this okay. video thinking these guys are trying and to trash DeSantis? What's the context? You man? have to see this video. It's comical. And I said, this is, this is probably the best right there. That one right there. The second one. This is probably the best ad. This is a better ad than any ad DeSantis' camp has done. Yeah. CNN has done a better cap, camp a marketing ad for Ron DeSantis. Watch this. Just play the first, 30, uh, first minute. Watch this clip here. They're trying to trash the sentence. Okay. We just thought it would be a nice, warm place to live where we could get to beaches. I just never thought that I would have to flee a state for <laughs> the, the good of my children. Flee, keyword, flee. The SB 254, uh, this will permanent outlaw the mutilation of minors. Yeah, great. Yeah, good job. Makes sense. This isn't a sketch, Pat. This is real. This is They're a real video. I remember Tori coming to me one time and in tears, which she doesn't normally do. It's a boy. It's a boy. I asked her what was wrong, and she said DeSantis. And <laughs> like the fact that a governor would be making my kid cry, that's a messed up government. We're absolutely moving because Good. of the oh, a great political climate and the laws sketch. in Florida. We didn't want to move. When the Florida Board of Medicine started meeting, and we realized that they were going to ban gender-affirming care for our kids, that we might need to leave because that is life-saving, essential medicine and treatment for our daughter. Oh, I was my God. very Can you relieved. Pause By the way, do you, do you, do, do you, does it actually look like it's a comedy sketch? I think sketch? it's a comedy, I, I swear to I'm God. I'm waiting for the punchline. Guys, I'm not joking. By the way, I thought this is a comedy sketch. This goes like this the entire time, and the girl says, the, the boy says, <laughs> I can't take puberty blockers. I, I can't take it in this state. I can't live here. We got to leave. So, oh so this, my God, but, but by the way, I'm waiting but, for, and we'd like to thank but, the inventor by the of way, the dick saw. By the way, <laughs> the, this is the best time. This is the best time for parents in California to unite. Yeah. You I could agree. lead a movement in the entire country. I have a feeling if they unite and actually bring some pain to the state, other states are going to have to cave. This is how it works. Other states will cave and say, damn, we better do something about this. You here. think somebody, you think they will, though, Pat? 
Like, I, with I, people I, like you having the, 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 the telling people, like, I, it's your kids. This isn't our, like. Dude, listen, don't mess with Armenians. Armenians are very weird community. 100%. I love you, them. You saw the statistic report that shows the top 10 angriest countries in Armenians the world. Armenians are number three. Number one is Lebanon. Number two is yeah. Turkey. Number three is Armenia. Armenians They're, don't play games. But, but, but you know who else won't? Conservative Hispanics. Yeah. Like Conservative Ricky. Hispanics won't play. Like Ricky. You know who else won't play? <laughs> Conservative African Americans. Yeah. They won't play. Conservative African Americans don't agree with what's going on here right now. They just don't publicly talk about it because they're Democrats. There's a lot of people that this is not just Armenians. This is Hispanics. This is African Americans. This is good Christian valued white Americans that want to do. There are a lot of people that are sitting there saying this is nonsense. One of the one of the families that sent me videos. This is the the challenge though. They sent a video and they sent it to my sister. And they sent it to Mario. They said, we want you to come and we, we would love to have you here. But the only thing we have for you is we don't want to be any other agenda but just to talk about this. I mean, this is not your show. There's a, there is an agenda. You know what the agenda is? Yeah. Here's the agenda. Vote accordingly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The agenda is start really studying what policies are causing this. Because you're living in California. You've been voting the same exact way. You're not happy with what's going on. But you're saying there shouldn't be any agenda. There should be an agenda. The agenda is... Vote accordingly. Bad policies ruin great states. You lost the goat of business the last 30 years. Elon Musk left. Bye. You lost the goat of podcasts in the last 20 years. Joe Rogan left. You're losing people that are liberals. Rogan's not a Republican. Musk is not a Republican. They left the state they love because the policies no longer matter. Mark Wahlberg, Hollywood, left. So I think, I think there's a big opportunity. I didn't say it's going to be easy. And, and the same thing with Iran. You know, we're sitting on we're like, well, you need to go out there and do this, and you need to go out there and do that. You need to go out there and do this. Listen, you're not in Iran, the fear of doing anything with your kids. The only difference here is the harm, the harming of your kids. Okay, they can't do anything. This is not Iran. There are laws. We have social media. People are seeing this. Document the hell out of it. Have a camera everywhere. Citizen journalism everywhere. Let people show what Antifa is all about. I saw a girl that said something. I thought it was great. She says, I'm not worried about Antifa. I faced against an Antifa member. They were scared of us. We don't need no Mongols and these guys and Mara Savatrucha, ex now Christian, you know, change their lives. People to show up. These Antifa people are not tough people. They're weak. She's right. But they've scared the crap out of you to the point where an Alex Theater and a Hilton and Glendale Can't. is not willing to do it. No. And unfortunately, those are two of the biggest places you can do those events. Anyways. Do you we remember can- when we had Nikki Freed on the podcast? I sure do. She was running for governor. She yeah. lost to Charlie Chris. She, she was running against Ron DeSantis, essentially. I do. Yeah. yeah. And do you remember the argument that she made? I'm like, so tell me why you're going to beat Ron DeSantis. Like, what's your message if you were going to be his, his opponent? She eventually lost to Charlie Chris, who got... What lampooned by DeSantis by Not 20 points. Yeah. And she's like, You have no idea. And by the way, respect to her for coming on the podcast. Big respect, time. respect. So we're not, I'm not like trying her, but her argument made no sense. She's like, You have no idea how many people I talk to that want to leave this state and they're fleeing the state because of Ron DeSantis's yeah, right. cruel, inhumane, anti woke agenda. I'm like, Yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, not you know, like you know I what hand- I told her to do? Yeah. Remember what I told her to do? I said, Who? Who? Oh, Why don't name, you go name. do an interview? Yeah. Name names. Yeah, I want to exactly. meet some. I said, give me one name. Go ahead. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't give you no, one. Because no, because it's, no, it's the boogeyman. It's I've, yeah. Ron DeSantis, you know, whether he wins for president or not, that's another conversation. Definitely but not, he but yeah. landslide here in Florida. Yeah. And that this we're speaking of the CNN commercial. It's like how a minute of an audience is a transgender teen parent like, considering leaving the state because of Desonian uh DeSantis's draconian law. It's like it, 
you're, you're, it's insane. You're coming down to the lowest common denominator that n nobody cares. about. I thought there was a set designer that put empty boxes in the do that no, no, look. No. That by the way, and Joey just messaged me. I'm doing a sketch making fun of that. That is brilliant comedy. Yeah. Let's, that is let's move on. Let's move yeah, let's on. Go. I, I give these parents a D for the following reasons. Obviously, <laughs> that young person has got some emotional things. When going you say on. these parents, let's qualify the yeah. CNN parents. The CNN, CNN parents here. Yes. Tiffany and Kelly McKee. Wait, yeah. Tiffany and Kelly? They're both... Hang on. Uh, hang on. I don't get it. Go. They're both we're female gonna, names. We're going to move on, but I'm, I'm making a point here. I give these people a D for two reasons. <laughs> Number one, it's obviously that that young person, their son that now identifies as female, it says it's got something going on and, and needs counseling. And there are great mm -hmm. counselors out there to, to figure out what's going on. Are you just gay? What, what What's going on here? And the second thing is these parents are not doing that, so they're not supporting the true need of the child, number one. And number two, they're teaching him, now her, to run. And they're not sitting down to face these things of life. And I give them a D for that. It's not about trans that I'm saying. It's not about anything. What I'm saying is these parents are getting a D in my book. You're, yeah. You teach him to run. And the, now you'll be in New York. You won't like that. Where do you run next? His father's name is like Kelly. His Where father's, do you run next? When I saw the run, father's... Run, run, The moment I saw the father's name is Kelly, I was like, okay, it's a wrap. It's over. Wait a minute, honey. By the way, Tom, well played on giving them the D. I get it. Good the D. trans thing. D. The whole get giving it. The chopping the it off. The dick saw it, joke. I get it. We saw it that, good. Tom. Good it's job. Call back. Good job with the It's not where I was going. The point is... Let's They're not helping their child exactly. by saying, oh, DeSantis bothered you? Kevin well, Spacey yes. acquitted on all nine sexual offense charges in London trial. This is a Reuters story. Kevin Spacey is acquitted from all nine with the jury finding him not guilty by majority after 12 hours and 26 minutes of deliberation. During the trial, Spacey emotionally thanked the jurors and stated, I'm humbled by the outcome today and express gratitude for the, to the, for the jury's careful examination of the, of the evidence. Spacey faced accusations of being a sexual bully and aggressively groping three men while he claimed the incidents, if they occurred, were consensual, describing himself as promiscuous and engaging in casual, indiscriminate sexual encounters. The accusations led to significant pro uh, professional consequences for the actor in 2017 with his removal from TV drama House of Cards and a movie, All the Money in the World. Vinny, what are your thoughts okay, on well, this Okay, well, first story? of all, acting-wise, you already know, Kevin Spacey, usual sp uh, suspect, House of Cards, one of my favorite shows ever, and mm -hmm. still, still is. He was found guilty, right, Pat? His lawyer said, his name is Patrick Gibbs, he told the jury verbatim, and I quote, it was not a crime for his client to enjoy casual gay sex because it's 2023, not 18. 23. And the four, four victims of this said that he was vile, he was a sexual predator, slippery, which I've never heard anybody call somebody slippery, <laughs> which is weird, atrocious, despicable, and disgusting. And let's not forget, everybody, uh, in 2019, back in the day, three of his past accusers died. Ari Ben committed suicide, Linda Culkin hit by a car, and another John Doe, which the cause of death was unknown. And then, mind you, he was accused for groping Anthony Rapp, who was 14 years old at the time. Uh, Elton John, Pat, you know how good it is? Like, th this was in London. It helps when Elton John comes to your side and speaks as a witness to the jury. I'm pretty sure that didn't help anything. But, dude, what's scary is, and I know people forgot, back when one of these guys committed suicide, one of his accusers, Kevin Spacey made a video during Christmas that, to me, basically said to people, because he says, you kill them 
with kindness. He says dead and killed him with kindness twice. Rob, can you show this video so people can see how scary and creepy this freaking guy is? You didn't really think I was going to miss the opportunity to wish you a Merry Christmas, did you? It's been a pretty good year. Music. And I'm grateful to have my health back. And in light of that, I've made some changes in my life, and I'd like to invite you to join me. This is not a movie. No, 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 it's not a movie. And his accuser just died. Committed suicide. Cast my vote for more good. This is House of yeah, Cards. Yeah, no, 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 no. Listen. Ah, yes. Watch. I know what you're thinking. No, this is his you own video. Serious? Watch. Watch. I'm dead serious. Dead serious. Watch. And it's not that hard. Trust me. Watch. The next time someone does something you don't like, you can go on the attack, but you can look, also look. hold your fire and do the unexpected. You can kill them with kindness. Are you? Are you kidding me? Pause. Patrick, okay. this By is... By the way, that's just a skit. He yeah. Did. No, that's, that's not, not a, no, no, a movie. No, no, that's, that's a... That's a video he made reaction. on his... That's a reaction. Yeah. That's not a skit. By the way, there's he's a... He's speaking... Just to be clear, like let me Frank say one thing. House of Cards? He's speaking in a southern accent. He's doing... He's no. playing a character here. Time he's, out. He's this doing, isn't a real... Okay. Life. Yeah. No, he's doing isn't... Frank from no. House of Cards. Okay, so there you go. Guys, guys, time out. I've... He's doing a... He paid for this production. He's basically saying... Somebody just died that said that he groped or, or gave them a blowjob. And he made this video saying, you kill them with kindness. If that's not him saying, if you F with me, you're going to die. And he's smirking and he's laughing. That's the Hollywood elite untouchable. I said it two weeks ago. He knows he's going to walk scot-free. And that's this is the protected, elite, Epstein, perverted Messing with 14-year-olds that we fucking just say, eh, it's all good, it's all good. Just like, what's his name, Pat? Who was the actor? Uh, the one with the, his, his wife was crying about the kid that he molested. Uh, Wood, Woody Allen. Woody Allen. We let this shit go, and he's going to walk scot-free. And that's it, bro. That's scary, and that's disgusting, bro. Groping 14-year-old kids. He also groped, what's his name? Uh, who's the other actor? Um... The one that was... Uh... There, there, there's a couple things when you look at this here. So there, there's a couple things. Okay. I, I subscribe to innocent till proven guilty. That's number one. I do. Uh, because for, for, for us to go hardcore after him, and then when people say, what about Tate? What about Tate? What about Tate? And it's like, no, this guy's for sure guilty. But no, those guys are innocent. I subscribe to innocent until proven guilty, period. Now, having said that, do I think O.J. Simpson is innocent? No, I don't. And neither does... Anybody else right. in America. If you go right now, pull up the poll. What percentage of Americans think O.J. Simpson killed uh, uh, Nicole, you know, Brown. Nicole Brown? Mm -hmm. and, and see what the percentage is, uh, and you'll see what numbers come up. Uh, a recent poll on what percentage? 71% think so, okay? Well, and it keeps increasing year after year after year. And today's even higher than that, by the way, if you show the poll, right? The civil yeah. trial, he was found guilty. Right. From the Goldmans. And, and, and Pat, even him... He yeah, but he didn't do time. He didn't go away. No. He didn't do anything. He was free. There was an emotional day when the announcement was made. Riots were outside. OJ's out, right? And he go to Michael Jackson. You know, I mean, what's wrong with them having underwears everywhere? This is just very friendly when they sleep in my bed. I'm like, no, bro. There's nothing normal about that. And guess what? Nothing really happened there with Michael Jackson, okay? Michael didn't go to jail. Michael didn't do anything. Of course, you know, God rest his soul, you know, whether he's in heaven or hell, that's not on us. That's on God to decide that. But the point is, this isn't the first time a powerful Hollywood celebrity got away with literally murder 
that can be said. Okay, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, that can be said. So that's the part that you can defend. For me, if if you were to ask somebody, do you think he did those things, and we run a poll, I think probably most people are going to say, I believe he did. How he got away with it in London, I don't know how the courts are in London. I don't know if they're stricter. I don't know if they're more lenient. I don't know if they're anything else. I don't even know if that case can be open in a different country or in a different, you know, I don't know any of that stuff. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen there. But, but he had, but Pablo, when he had 14-year-old, a 14-year-old actor said he groped me and tried to rape me, at what point do we say, okay, enough is enough? And the arrogance to make that video yeah. is just like when OJ, you brought up OJ, great point, point. He wrote a book called, it didn't get published, I didn't do it, but if I did, this is how I would have killed her. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm sorry, yeah. Pat. Well, what? The OJ thing. Well, what? Like, let's not conflate OJ who, no, it doesn't who matter. literally killed somebody. No, two but, people. No, but it's still ridiculous. Whatever Kevin Spacey. Vinny, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm you gonna, asked I'm me gonna, two. I'm going to calm pissed. this. Yeah. Do you think he's guilty or do you want Kevin Spacey to be guilty? Think about it. I, I'll tell you. Do you I, want him to be guilty? Definitely not. I told or you. Or is he guilty? I told you I'm a huge fan of his work. I've been following him for all these years. I think he is because why would two 14-year-olds kid Richard Dreyfus's son was another one. Like, what are these kids? We don't believe kids now. He's he looks, by the way, and people were like, my, my friend was like, he's gay. They're not, it's not even a who gives a damn. Yeah. He's he, one of these accusers that was in London said that while he was sleeping, he took off his pants. I don't know how the guy didn't wake up, but he was trying to give him a blowjob when the guy was sleeping. And it's like, bro, it's sexual assault. And the line that I draw, Pat, and you know this, when it's to the kids, when it's a 14-year-old kid, no. and what, yeah. your lawyer's better than that kid? Yeah. And that's yeah. what you get off? No, 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 bro. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Yeah. Listen, I mean, there's... Off a, limits. My, by, by the way, if you watch the Michael Jackson interviews... There's plenty of interviews when you watch and you're like, dude, that that's sick what you just said right there. <laughs> yeah. We're just we're just just we're just in bed. We're not doing anything. It's just innocent. You know, it's just kids. It's a tickle it's, fight. It's this, it's that. Like, no, and then and then the 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 what do you call it? The maid is like, no, there was always underwears there with stains in the <laughs> underwear in the interview of the documentary. And all of a sudden people coming out saying, I can't believe you said this, and they forced this guy to flip the script. Look. There's a lot of dark stuff that happens in Hollywood. That's for sure. The story is endless. I mean, mm -hmm. you got a story here with a guy that just comes out from Epstein. Okay, watch this. Billionaire Leon Black paid Jeffrey Epstein $158 million over five years. What for? <laughs> what for? Now, watch when the story continues and how all of a sudden it flips and becomes a very, very weird story here with Epstein, what this guy did. Sort of this is black, how it works on page 13. Plan. Yeah, so so $150 million. Leon Black, $158 million from 2012 to 2017 with the Senate Finance Committee now scrutinizing the extraordinary transactions. Black claimed the payments were for advice on trust and estate planning tax issues and his family's office operations. $158 million in fees? For state, I'm going through estate planning right now. It's a lot of money. It ain't $158 million. <laughs> Senator insane. Ron Wyden raised concerns about the payments, which appear to exceed those to professional advisors, and questioned why Black sought advice from Epstein. Black resigned from his Apollo uh, firm, Apollo, in 2021 after the law firm investigation revealed Epstein's involvement in advising him on tax avoidance and selling portions of his $1 billion art collection. Black is currently facing a federal lawsuit from an unnamed woman who alleges he raped her when she was 16 years old at Epstein's home with Black's attorney dismissing the lawsuit as uncorroborated. Now, Rob, pull up the next story and just actually put it up, the New York Post story. 
And and look at this year, guys. Look at this year. New York Post. Ogre. And what's the date? July 25th. Billionaire uh, 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 Ogre, Ogre Leon Black accused of raping autistic teen after handoff from Epstein lawsuit. What? Okay, so so let me let me read this here. Uh, a billionaire investor faces allegations of raping an autistic teenager at Jeffrey Epstein's Manhattan Mansion in 2002. After Epstein arranged the encounter, the victim, referred to as Jane Doe, accuses Black of violently assaulting her with sex toys, causing her to bleed while she was only 16 years old. According to the lawsuit, the victim was trafficked by Epstein and Jelaine Maxwell for about a year before the incident with Black, making her a vulnerable target due to her mosaic Down syndrome condition. Epstein supposedly introduced her to Black, saying he was important and a special friend. Black's lawyer, Susan Estridge, denies the claim, stating he never met this woman. He doesn't know her at all. We're confident the lawsuit is totally uncorroborated by any evidence. So why did you pay $158 million in five years for for advice? Advice. For advice, $158 million. Wow. Stories like this are coming out. And and the biggest question is going to be the following. For the longest time, what's one of the best? Uh, uh, what's one of the movie? Give me movie titles about the mops. You know what was one of the Good titles? Scotties. Yeah, but what's one of the ones? Untouch. Untouchables. Untouchables. Why did they yeah. name it Untouchables? Because uh, they literally thought they were untouchable. Yeah, yeah the, the, the mob in Chicago. Yeah, you're yeah, untouchable. Yeah. There's no way this is going to happen. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a guy, undercover FBI agent for five years and ten months, Joe Pistone, aka. Donnie Brasco, Donnie Brasco, which I was one of the first to interview him, and that thing got like 10 million views, right, yeah. when we did the interview. And we did the interview in Boca, I think, eight years ago, seven, year, seven eight years ago. Oh, wow. For eight years, for five years and 10 months, he acted like he was part of the family, helping him out at the parties, everything. He was doing everything. And all of a sudden, one day, he got so deep into it that the FBI finally said, you ain't doing this anymore. He was about to get killed. He comes out. How many people get caught? 240-something people get caught. And what happens to the mob? The untouchables over with overnight. And all you saw was 240 men dressed, nice suits, walking out, arrested. And it was unbelievable how they finally got him. How did they finally get uh, Al Capone? It was based on what? Taxes, right? Okay. So right now, if we were to say the modern-day untouchables, who are the modern-day untouchables? You can put Epstein, Jelaine Maxwell. Joe Biden, Hunter Hunter Biden. That's that's part of the untouchables. You can can put Clinton's part of the untouchables. The best. You can put uh, uh, quite a lot of people that are part of the untouchables community. Okay, Fauci. He's part of the untouchables community. And and there's this notion, like if you were living in New York— uh, I'll never forget, I went to the restaurant with Mayor Giuliani, Italian restaurant, you guys been there before, and the owner shows up, okay, and he sees the mayor, and he's Italian, the owner is Italian, in his 60s, Italian, we love this guy, and he says, hey, uh, Mayor Giuliani, I just have to tell you, I just want to thank you for what you did to cleaning the streets of New York, it was so unsafe, we were so worried, thank you for making it safer, and he's thanking him. He's emotional. Mm-hmm. A 60-something-year-old Italian man is emotional because they never thought the streets of New York were going to get cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's the impression I got from the way he was talking to Mayor Giuliani. I've never lived in New York, but I've interviewed almost every single living mob person, the top most powerful mob people that have been interviewed. I've talked to all of them. Can I got a relationship with all of them on what happened? Because I want to learn from myself. So... 
there's this notion that people like you, Vinny, who they want you to eventually believe nothing's ever going to happen to these guys. They want you to believe that. They want you to go there. And they want you to convince other people that nothing's ever going to happen because they see themselves as what? The untouchables. But let me tell you something, man. The world works in a very weird way, okay? Uh, uh, when, 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 I was, when I've been in this business for some time and I've seen certain things people do behind closed doors and I say, this is not a good idea. This is just not a good idea what you're doing. It's not going to work. Eventually, one person came out, two people, three people, four people, five people, six people, seven. I was like, like that's not going to be working out. We're starting to see all these stories. An average person is going to sit there who has hired a lawyer before, who's hired an accountant before, and more importantly, Tom, how many billionaires are reading this article? There's 700 billionaires in America, 700 to 900 billionaires in America. The average billionaire who's reading this, not the average billionaire, any billionaire that's reading this, you know what they're saying? They're sitting there saying, man, in my life, I haven't spent $158 million <laughs> in advice. fees. Fees. In fees. We sold a company and we spent a lot of money to sell a company. You ain't spending no $158 million. You do estate planning with the best that does all the family planning for billionaires. You don't spend that kind of money doing estate planning. And it's a complex estate planning. I guarantee you every single billionaire knows this guy's a dark guy to stay away from if you paid Epstein $158 billion. The only people that will still befriend this guy are also people that give Epstein money behind closed doors. And it was also, they want to be able to say, yeah, this is very normal. I did too. This is very normal. I did too. This is, anybody that says this is very normal probably also paid Epstein some money. Probably so. And, so, it, you know, and, and Pat, what, what, yeah. it's, a, it's like a struggle, especially because, you know, I've changed in the past six months. I'm going to church. I'm trying to be, you know, a better person. On Sunday, you know, the, the pastor was like, instead of people think you have to leap into this loving God and you just take these little steps to become better. And in my head, Pat, it's the attitude of since humans don't look like they're doing it, God at one point is going to deal with these people. But the other thing that we heard, Pat, you know, because you were there, it's you have to love your enemies, which is one of the hardest things that I've been struggling with, is like all these evil demons that are out, we're told that we're supposed to still love them. You're supposed to have compassion for these people. And that's the most difficult thing I'm dealing with because I hope, I'm, I'm having hope, Pat, from what you're saying is people are waking up and the laws and everything is changing. They're going to be held accountable here, but I personally don't see it happening here. And the only comfort that I was getting is that God, God will make these people but pay for what they guess who God uses, though? Guess who God uses? Hmm. Hafiz wrote a poem years ago. Can you type in Hafiz flute? Put Hafiz flute God. I'd love to read this quote to you. Please. Uh, okay, they're right there, right there. Okay. Okay, right there. Click on that. Zoom in. He says, I am a hole in the flute that the Christ's breath moves through. Listen to this music. Okay. Listen to this music. I'm the concert from the mouth of every creature singing with uh, my raid chorus. Quote from Hafiz. Now, somebody may say, I may hold in the flute that the Christ breathes, breath moves through. Listen to this music. Do you know why I never miss church on Sundays? Because my fear was that was the Sunday that God was going to speak to me through somebody else wow. using that person as a flute. I didn't want to miss service. Wow. Do you know why I never miss sales training? I never miss sales training because in my mind, I was afraid that that week when I was asking for questions from God, I was worried God was trying to deliver a message to me. I was going to miss that message. You know how sometimes people run out of a meeting and they skip and like, I don't need to be here. I don't, it's a mistake because God uses people to talk to you. 
God uses people to give an answer to a question of yours that you're having. I also believe God's a, a tool uh, uh, for fighting the evil is other people. You know, there was a story about a Marine that's sitting in a classroom, and a guy says, I guarantee you, if the God really exists, watch this. If God really exists, let's see if anything will happen to me. I can prove to you right now that God does not exist. A Marine walked down and punched the guy in the face. <laughs> wow. So what's the matter with you? He said, well, I just want to prove to you that God exists. Wow. <laughs> he told me to come and punch you in the face wow. to prove to you God exists. You wow. can't talk like that about God. Wow. Whether that's a true story yeah, or it's just I'm, a metaphor, that's not. Can, but can but can the I, point is this, oh. about evil and I'll come to you. I don't think that my interpretation with the whole tolerance thing, I don't think he's saying love your enemies as in like let's go love the behavior of Jelaine Maxwell and Epstein and some of these other guys. I don't think that's what he's saying because, you know, God's enemy was who? The devil, evil, you know, Lucifer. This guy fell and he wanted to go and convert everybody into his way of thinking and half his battle was converting, you know, the best line in the movie Fallen is what? The greatest trick the devil ever played. Was convincing man he didn't exist. Was convincing the man that he, you know. So it's like, oh my God. That was Usual Suspects. That was also also in Fallen. Both movies, yeah. yeah. Okay, so... So, so, so it's so funny. We're talking about usual suspect and, and Kevin Spacey and the devil. So yeah. this doesn't mean we sit there and we say it's okay what Kevin did. This doesn't mean we sit there and we say it's okay what Jelaine and these guys are doing. That does not, that, that's not what that means. And that's not what I was saying. I'm no. just saying I love them because they're impure. You, as a, you, as still, a, got, you still got to love on them. I know. You still got to love on them. still got to love on them. It's not easy to do. Go ahead, Tom. Well, I, th- I think what you're, you're bringing up here is, is very clear. And there's a very, very simple maxim that is at the core of um, the love your enemies tenant that Christ taught. And he basically says, hate sin, but love the sinner. Love your enemy because inside that person who is committing sin is a human is just as flawed as you that needs love and needs my salvation. And he says, your sin will find you out and there will be consequences. That's very simple. There it is right there. You love your enemies, but don't put yourself in a position to be hurt by them. Mm. But inside that person, should they be able to leave the life of sin behind and set aside the sin and uncover, there is a core person in there that is just as valuable as you are. Mm-hmm. And that's it's so simple, but it doesn't mean love them and put yourself in peril. It just means, you know, your enemies without the sin is a person like you. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, I love I love the direction you're going. Do we want to go Hunter Biden or Mitch McConnell next? I have some quick numbers for you, real quick about uh, Leon Black. This is so. What I'd like to do right now is just this isn't even my opinion. Let's you know follow the money. We're talking about Leon yep. Black here with Epstein and all that. Yep. So his firm is Apollo Global Wealth. I mean, massive financial firm, hedge fund, whatever you want to call them. They're massive, right? Um, his net worth as of today, I guess, is $10 billion, okay? So would you go with me here? In 2012 to 2017, do you think his net worth was less or more back then? I would say less. Probably less. Of course. Right, because you probably make more money. Okay, so here's the deal. Right, money's going to go up. So we're talking maybe 10 years ago, maybe his net worth was Five billion, right? Is that fair? Yeah. Okay, maybe it's seven. Okay. So um, in the asset management game, in the AUM game, Pat, what is like, we're not giving you a sweetheart deal. We're not hooking you up. We're not giving you a discount. We're going to give you the normal rate. You you have a million bucks. You have 10 million bucks. We're going to charge you what percent? One percent. One. Is that fair? Yep. Okay. So let's say, all right, you want to bring over... $10 billion or $5 billion. 
Are we going to reduce our 1% fee? Yes? Yes. Maybe you reduce it to what? Half a percent. Half a percent. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because the number so, of dollars is so high, it takes care of all the services you're providing. I mean, it's like if you're going to sell a real like a home for a $20 million home, and it's like, yeah, I know you usually take 6%, you're going to do this thing for 3%. Hey, you no, got no, no, no. We're going to do 6% on the first million. We're going to do 3% Keep thereafter. going. So let it make the point. So here's the point. Pat, you're a math guy. Allegedly, this guy paid $158 million bucks 2012-2017. If you're worth... $10 billion, what's 1% of $10 billion? $10 million. No, $100 million. $100 million. So best case scenario, we're going to charge this guy the full amount. He's worth $10 billion. Like, follow the money here. At the very fucking most, <laughs> yeah. you're talking $100 million. But he somehow paid $158 million. Now, you said a half a percent, which I think is... I think you would do even a quarter percent, but let's even use a half a percent. Your hundred million just went down to fifty million dollars. I think that's fair. What's my point? How the hell are you paying one hundred and fifty-eight million dollars for advice? Something's up. Yeah, of course. On ten billion dollars, maybe you're paying, and this is just, just assets under management, whatever, straight fee-based only, whatever. Maybe it's twenty-five, fifty million. The, the numbers uh, don't add up here. No, they don't. Million. That's no. my point. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, I mean, we, made, we said that a long time ago. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense for you to do that on $10 billion, You're right. 1% is $100 million. No, listen, it, it takes a naive, oblivious person to say there's nothing shady going on here for this guy to yeah. pay. You know what this conversation looked like? What are the chances the conversation was like this? Hey, Leon, uh, I got to have a meeting with you. You want to come to my office? Mm -hmm. I'm busy. Trust me, you're not busy enough this, <laughs> make the time the right. other partners so have come, assembled yep so you come to the meeting um okay i want you to watch this real quick uh watch what you just watch this on my phone oh shit yeah so i have the video okay <laughs> yeah. just so you know what happened that day so here's what i need you to do yeah i need you to pay me 150 million dollars over the next three or five years uh, for me not to present this to anybody else, I won't tell anybody. I won't give it to court. I won't do anything. Your family won't know. Nobody will know. Yeah. But if you do that with me, I'll protect you. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll do this. And you can call this fees as a consulting fee. So that's what I need for I need you to sell a portion of your art collection to pay up for this. I can't believe you're doing this. Totally understand, Leon. That's my business. It's just business. Nothing personal. It's just business. Nothing personal. Wow. And then he goes away huffing and puffing and angry and all this stuff. But he paid $158 million. Yeah. And here's what the script's going to be when you tell the public. You're a billionaire. Somebody worth your money. No one's going to care if you paid me $158 million when you were $10 billion, And it's not going to hurt you. So I expect that money in my account by such and such. Here's a routing number. Here's this. Wow. Mary will call you to get that money set up. Okay, That's good. Exactly What's the good. likelihood that conversation what Pat, took what, place? What you just set I mean, up it's right so there. Yeah. Makes so here's much the, sense. Here's the video. Now, by the way, money. I may be yeah. wrong. But I think it went something, something like, like that. that. A little okay. something like that. Let's go with, uh, you want to go Hunter Biden Hunter. or Mitch McConnell? Let's talk about Hunter. Both. Okay. Let's go with Hunter first. So video, Hunter Biden pleads, pleads not guilty to tax charges in Delaware Federal Court. This is a Wall Street Journal story. Rob, if you can pull up the video and uh, uh, let me see. Do we actually have a story here or is it just a clip that you have to show? Because I think, oh, there it is. It's the page six, Hunter Biden. I'm going to read the, what the judge said about it. 
Okay, judge refuses to accept Hunter Biden's plea deal after initial agreement falls apart in court. This is an insider story. Uh, Hunter Biden's attempt guilty plea to two tax crime charges fails as the judge raises concerns about the agreement scope and potential immunity from future prosecutions uh, related to business dealings. The plea agreement was null and void after questions arose in Delaware Federal Court. Prosecutors accused Biden of illegally avoiding taxes in 2017 and 18 with him reportedly owing around $1.2 million, which he later paid in full. The revised plea agreement covers 2014 to 2019, focusing on tax offenses, drug uses, and gun possession. The U.S. District Judge Marilyn Noriega and appointee of former President Donald Trump declined to accept the plea deal and expressed concerns about the scope of the charges, leaving the plea on hold as the case unfolds. So, uh, Tom, are you following the story closely or no? Uh, as as clo- as close as I want to. Vinny, what do you, what do you well, have on this? I, I have well, so, uh, well, Rob Rob has a video pack, and I'll show after this. But what what you guys don't realize is what happened yesterday. One of Hunter Biden's uh, lawyers contacted the the court clerk's office, falsely claiming to be part of the House Ways and Means legal team, and asked the clerk to pull the adverse filings of technical reasons. So they were doing like. Some trickery, and they got caught. The court figured out what happened and demanded answers from Hunt. It's pretty wild. Dude, Pat, that you should be disbarred as a lawyer. You're calling, pretending to be somebody else. Anyway, they got caught, uh, and I think they should be disbarred. But, Pat, here's a question that I, I, I saw this live. This is Hunter Biden, uh, a private citizen. I don't give a shit who Sonny is. He's showing up to the courthouse in a six-car Secret Service convoy detail with other, like 20 other Secret Service. Pat, show this and then tell me who's paying for this. Look at this. This is not the president. This is the president's son. Look at this protection, bro. And look, Pat, you see all the Secret Service on the right? Yeah, of course. That's, that's the, lead, the lead vehicle. That's a stop. They have to go there for, for, for just in case somebody wants to do something crazy. They give the okay. You would think the president of the United States is coming out of the vehicle, right? You guys are all paying for this. Look at this. And you talked about Mr. Untouchable. That's him right there. Untouchable, going into court, and nothing's going to happen to him. Well, His lawyers are calling the clerk, Adam. That's all. Dude, you know how illegal that is, what they just did, and nothing's going to happen? But, but here's the part about why, if you're a conservative and you hate Donald Trump because you're a rhino or you're a DeSantis guy or whatever you are, if there's anything you have to know that why this screws it up for Hunter and people like that, out of all the states that you could have chosen to appoint a U.S. district judge, Trump appoints Judge Marilyn Norieka in Delaware <laughs> out of all the states? You don't think he knew eventually something could happen that this judge is going to come back and help him out? I don't know. I think, I think these are the types of things that you realize. The, if there's anything we learned in 2016, the election, he flipped three seats. That's what led to Roe v. Wade. That's what led to a lot of these other tax things that they couldn't do. That's what led to them wanting to make the election all based on, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, who gets the most votes rather than electoral. The they vote. they want to do the popular vote. That's what they wanted to change if they had it. They would have changed that. They would have changed so many different things and these judges. So, mm-hmm. you know, love it or hate the guy, the guy appointed some judges that are now backfiring on the people to say, hey, you thought you were going to get full-on immunity on additional thing that's going on? Uh-uh, that's not going to fly with us. We're going to eventually see what's going on here. By the way, for another person similar to the offense that 
Hunter Biden has, that person went to jail for five years under this judge, same exact judge. Same exact crime. Same exact crime, five years. Yes, go ahead. All right, by the way, um, fully appreciate what you're saying about the judges. We talked about that in 2020 during the election and everything with that. Um, Here's the way I see this. I mean, we can have the whole Hunter Biden discussion you know, he should have registered with the Burisma, as, uh, registered as a foreign agent and the Foreign Agent uh, Resolution Act. And he got paid eight million bucks and Burisma and all that nonsense. Um, he's facing what? He's facing, I think, that the maximum sentence right here. For, by the way, this investigation is going on five years, five years. Maximum sentence is 12 months in prison, apparently, and $25,000 for each account. That's according to the Wall Street Journal. Um, I would argue the macro perspective here. Okay, because ultimately, if Joe Biden loses the election, nobody's going to ever say the name Hunter Biden again. Who gives a shit? Nobody will. It's over. Like the whole thing is comes down to at this point, the economy's doing better. We address that. Unemployment's down. Inflation's doing okay. We'll see where the stock market is in terms of election. I would argue that Hunter Biden is Joe Biden's number one political liability at this point. I agree. He's a fucking liability. You think? Okay? You think? So, you know, they, everyone made the, the joke that Joe Biden was uh, hiding in the basement during 2020. I wouldn't be surprised if Hunter Biden goes on a little vacation uh, come election season and everything will be, whether it's dismissed, whether there's a, um, whether they, there's a plea deal, whatever, he's wanted to do everything he can to get this over and done with by the time... 2024 starts. And that's He's a political liability. Kamala Harris is his vice president. You talk about <laughs> yeah. political liabilities. Yeah. Exactly. But, but 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 at the end of the day, Adam, and, and, I, and I, I get what you're saying, it's the accountability of, and it's not, dude, to be honest with you, I can give two shits about Hunter. He's the luckiest, dumbest crackhead on the planet. It's all the stuff that those laptops have about him, the yeah. big guy, the text. His father's implicated with everything, with Russia, with Ukraine, everything. And guess what? We're sending all this money to Ukraine because it's almost like they have all this dirt on him. And they're like, listen, keep the billions coming. Or like Pat said with the video with that ogre billionaire, we're going to expose all the shit that you did. So Zelensky's like, keep the money coming. Yeah, I, I, keep I, the flags going. and support. Yeah, I'm, I'm not there. I, why I, why I, wouldn't I you be there? I don't think the whole Ukraine war is not happening the whole war. No, no, because of, no, no, like, no, no. at the end of the day, it's a NATO situation no, 100%. with a macroeconomic Russia. Take, no, that's no. a whole conversation no. than... $8 million with Burisma. No, no, not $8, $8 million. No, what I'm saying is the president is compromised. If the president's compromised through all this information on the laptop, it's not just Burisma. It's China. China. It's, it's all this stuff, mm-hmm. Adam. It's his son's dumbass exposed the father. But again, we're going with the untouchables. You can't touch these people, bro. They're in. Mm-hmm. And when you have the FBI and the DOJ in your back pocket... You're good, bro. You can get away with literally murder. The whole procedural side here is what really stinks. I mean, I y- yes- yesterday... Yesterday, I, w- I was reading, this is the part I dug into that I really didn't want to, but it, it, it caught my eye and I dug into it. While his lawyers, his hunter, his lawyers are in there and trying to put together this plea deal, and the judge is asking the prosecutors, have you completed all of your investigations? And they said no. And she asked, have you f- completed the foreign corrupt individuals investigation? And they're like, no, we haven't. And then she's saying, well, then how can we agree to a plea deal on this charge with the gun and on this charge here? How can you agree to a plea deal if there's still investigation ongoing and not all of the charges are here that you're going to plea out on? You you have to complete the investigation to say the investigation is completed and there's these five charges. Okay, bottom two, cancel the middle one, top two, you got to take 
guilty and then we'll give you the and we'll do the fine and we'll do the sentencing like here. Are you guys in agreement? That's how plea deals work in judges' chambers. But yeah, so let me let me show this on what he's saying, okay? He being Vinny. Rob, I'm going to send this to you. I want you to uh, uh, pull this up if you can or Google Ukraine, BlackRock, hundreds of billions, okay? Ukraine, BlackRock, hundreds of billions. Okay? Was this the rebuild plan? Yeah. So if you look at this, this just came out with Financial Times. If you can click on that, okay? I don't know if it's going to let you. Okay, good. Zoom in a little bit. So BlackRock and JP Morgan help set up Ukraine Reconstruction Bank, mm -hmm. okay? Fund aimed to attract billions of dollars in private investments, but it's not billions of dollars. If you go lower, this is another story that was done. There it is right there. BlackRock, Jim Ukraine governor is reconstruction bank to steer public seed capital into rebuilding projects that can attract, ready, hundreds of billions of dollars in private investments. So what is this? I interviewed, who's the guy's name that we had on multiple times, the economic hitman, uh, Perkins. What's his first John. name? Yeah, John, John Perkins. Perkins. Yeah. We had John Perkins Great on. Job, and John's job was to be an economic hitman. He would go to countries yep, who had right a here. lot of resources, and he would say, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to come and build up a bunch of different things here for you, but this is what we're going to ask from you. You have to listen to everything we do. We'll bring jobs. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll do this. We'll do that. If you don't, we'll kill you. That was his job, by the way. If you've never read his book or what he – this guy's a Democrat, full-blown liberal on the other side. And he wrote this book. It was a big hit, this book. I think, yeah, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Yeah. That's what he did for a living. He told me to my face. You know what he said? He says, uh, you know what would happen to a guy like you if you were running a country? He said what? He said, hey, you wouldn't be alive for too long, a Holy guy like you, because shit. you wouldn't agree to what we're doing. Yeah. So guess what? Publicly, we are seeing the consequences of an economic hitman taking advantage of Ukraine that if you go type in Ukraine resources – they have some of the best resources in the world that we need. It's not like it's a place without any resources. Ukraine resources the on where they rank. Type in Ukraine resources ranking. Like metals, uh, uh, everything, rank, right? Uh, everything is in that ground. Brother, they everything. are one of the best. The country <laughs> ranks fourth globally in terms of total assessed value of natural resources with roughly $15 billion in annual output of potential assessed value that could be as high as $7.5 trillion. Let me say this one more time. That could be as high as what? Mm -hmm. $7.5 trillion. So guess what BlackRock and Larry Fink think? Bingo, this is the type of a place for us, guys. Let's go in. So for, for you to say, well, I don't think that's really what's going on. What happened with everything with uh, the movie The Vice? What's the story about? Donald Rumsfeld or Dick Cheney or some of these guys. Mm -hmm. what, do you, what deal do you think they're doing behind closed doors? War, war, war. We make more money. Let's get the contracts. Keep it going, guys. This is great. Halliburton. This is another. The people that are following this story, a person very easily could look at this and say, I don't know if this is like a conspiracy theory. This is CBC. The country ranks fourth globally in terms of global assets value, natural resources, roughly $15 billion in annual output with a potential assessed value, potential assessed value of as high as $7.5 trillion. You think Larry Fink, who runs BlackRock, who's got over $10 trillion of assets under management, only two countries' GDP is bigger than Larry Fink's company's total money under assets under management, China and U.S., BlackRock is the third largest country if you were to look wow. at what they have, assets under management. They're coming in here saying, guys, come on, guys, what are you doing? You work for us. Here's what you're going to do, Zelensky. Here's what you're going to do, Biden. 
Give this guy that likes drugs and women and prostitutes a little bit of this to be quiet. What are we doing here? This is too much noise we're making. Guys, stop it. we got to go make a few hundred billion dollars. You guys are playing small games here. Let's go play the bigger games. A person who's not following it this way, you're either naive or you have so many things going on in your life that you don't have time to follow this mm-hmm. stuff. And we don't blame you. At some point, I didn't, my head was down working, building my mic, making my money. I didn't have time to follow all of this stuff. I was trying to solve for my own thing. But now when you see this, you realize what's really going on Pat, behind Ukraine. Bingo. <laughs> that's essentially what I was saying. I was like, we're talking eight billion, eight million, sorry, yeah, yeah. eight million barizzo. That's nothing. That's but, peanuts. But what you're saying, BlackRock, but, all this stuff. But let me tell let me, you. Let me finish. No, go ahead. All I'm saying is. This is the real no, money. No, no, no. But I know where you're going. Yeah, but let me That's, just, let me yeah, just make, say okay, your point your and point. get to your point. I we would got, love we're to about say to it, but you're up. cutting say me it. off. We all know that uh, never let a crisis go to waste. Yes. Okay? What happened in Europe after World War II? They did something called the Marshall Plan. Yeah. I think it was like $13 billion, which in today's terms is $130 freaking billion. What do you think is going to happen in Ukraine after this, that the war is over? That's essentially what BlackRock is doing. They're going to rebuild Ukraine, take all their assets, Essentially what we did in Iraq, take the oil, everything. They're going to set up money, all that fun stuff. What I'm saying is, ultimately, this goes beyond Hunter freaking Biden. No, I disagree. Okay. I disagree. Tell Let me, me why. Explain to you. Because, man, people's souls is for self for not that much money. People, people play such different roles in playing a pawn that you can make so many deals for me. Are you kidding me? The fastest way for me to get the vice president to do stuff is I got to pay his son some money that's so cheap. This guy's a cheap buy. I agree. You're nothing. Epstein, 158, 8 million to a guy like this. But you know what, how big of a role he plays? You know the same meeting I said about Leon Black? Yep. Do you want to have the same meeting with uh, 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 Biden? You don't think Biden's had a similar meeting to say, watch this video with your son? Look what we got. That's your voice, by the way. Of course. That's you. By the way, here's what you're going to do. You're going to keep giving Ukraine money. It ain't no Zelensky scaring the crap out of Biden to give him money. It's more people like Larry Fink or more powerful people that are running these State Street, Vanguard. You know, those guys are saying, we're going to put Ukraine money because we're eventually going to go out there and change everything about Ukraine because they got up to $7.5 trillion of resources, the fourth in the world. That's what we're doing. Your son's got this. Don't get in our way, Joe. Here's what you're going to be saying to the public. Mm -hmm. No more screwing around. We got your back as long as you follow orders. Again, this is a speculation. I am not part of the CIA or underground, whatever that I notice. It's pure opinion speculation. But let's go to the last one here. So both you're right and both he's right. All I'm saying is it's a complete it's a comprehensive approach. No, it's not one or the other. It's yeah. both of them. I actually fully agree with yeah. what you're yeah. saying. So that, that's that was ultimately my point. Yeah. Is, is there's bigger forces at play here 100%. than yeah. Hunter freaking Biden. Let's yeah. wrap this up here with Mitch McConnell. Onward. This is a disturbing thing that happened yesterday. Go ahead and play this clip with Mitch McConnell. He froze. He froze. It's happened before, but this one's disturbing. Can you put some audio, Rob? Because yeah. he's being asked questions and he's not responding. Yeah, we need audio, Rob. Yeah. Can you go to the audio? Just go to the right side. Move the thing to the right side. Come it's on, on. It's, uh, the oh. back. The back's got to pot oh, it up. Okay, guys, can you put audio on the back? Can you raise it? Yeah. By the way, he was just in the middle of giving a speech. He was. He, he was, was speaking speech, and yeah. then just froze. Guys, can we raise the audio? Okay, got it. Yeah, he's not speaking. That's why there's no audio. No, 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 That's no, the no, point. no. There's there's background oh, noise gotcha. when you're watching this because this doesn't tell a story. Rob, let's find another clip. It's it's him standing like that. Uh, go to my account. Just go to my Twitter account, and and you'll see the one that I posted. He's literally frozen, yeah. and they eventually had to move him, 
and take him to the side. Uh, he had no idea what was going. But he had no. He had that one right there. The one to the left. The one to the left. Click yeah. on the one to the left. The one to the left. Yeah. Okay, this one should have audio. There you go. Watch this. That's Joni Ernst right there. Watch. John Thune, Senator Barrasso. Watch how he walks. These are the people making decisions for all, for us and our future yeah. and our kids' future. You have the other video of him, him being escorted so away? I think it's the, right uh, next to that. Here's Senator here. John Thune just, you know, and, uh, tapping in, course, uh, finishing the speech. You have that next it was, video, It was Rob? like the alien inside of his head rebooted. Yeah, here's this one. I'm walking <laughs> away, being oh, escorted. Pat, you see that? He's how old? How old is he? 81. 81, 81 years yeah. old. Pat, he's 81. Uh, Joe Biden's 80. Pelosi's 83. Maxine Waters is 84. Chuck Grassley's 89. Diane Feinstein is 90. She doesn't even know who or where she is. Carl Schwab, 85. Soros, 92. The Robbie can pause it. Is that Pat? Like, okay, when people talk about termlets, is there is there no way to change the fact that this is showing you? Like they're falling apart in front of our eyes, and they're By the way, John Stewart gave a talk 11 months ago, right in front of it, where he said, "These motherfuckers are 200 years old. They're like yep. turtles. They're here. They said, guess what? Here's the thing that both the left and the right agree on. Yeah, finally, term limits. Yeah. Guess what? Make it work, okay? Make it work to get term limits in for this. Now that's not like an overnight thing. Good luck no. getting that in. Yeah." Uh, because it's more working the other way around. You know, it, when you see stuff like this, did you know in 2010 uh, uh, they passed a law to allow corporations to have an open checkbook on how much money they can pretty much give to a campaign? Like, do you know how much money we all of a sudden started putting into presidential campaigns because it was an it was an open check? Have you seen yeah. this chart no. before or well, no? That's what we there's need no campaign finance uh, for. Say, Brandon, no can you send me that image that shows exactly how much money was put into campaigns from? You know, 2008 to 2012, 16, 2020. I'd like to take a guess. There's no cap? At, there was For, no cap? No, 2010. They opened it up to say unlimited yeah. amount that you can put in. Yeah. And, and now, don't get me wrong. It so, was a Supreme Court, I believe. Yeah, ruling. it was a Supreme yes. Court ruling that if you can, if Brandon is watching, Brandon, I know you are. If you can just send me the pig for me to show it to Rob. Uh, uh, um, uh, let me see if he's, I know he's emailed it to me, but go ahead. If you're watching this year, Tom, you see McConnell react that way. What do you think about? Well, I think about the Citizens United 2019. Citizens United, and that's what you all can go Google and look up. Exactly. Supreme Court decision, uh, where John Roberts wrote the majority uh, position. It basically took campaign finance. It used to be, hey, check this box on your uh, tax return if you'd like a dollar, one dollar, to go to the, yes. the, uh, the presidential election fund, uh, number one. And then there was limits. You could only give so much each year or each election. There were limits. Citizens United basically uncapped corporate and it took everything away. So it's all special interests that control it. And what, what do special interests and the uncapped corporations want? they got to keep their puppets, Pat, and their puppets are 90-year-old mummies walking around. Oh, man. Yeah, by the way, some, somehow Citizens United has a Google, uh, what is it called when you can give ratings, Google ratings, all okay. that? Yeah, they're 1.8. That's <laughs> great. It's a, it's a non-profit organization. Get email? Brandon says he emailed it to you. So, so basically, Pat, the person with the most money giving to the 
to these people wins. That's, yeah. It's just the richest person gets the the most influence over who they want. Yeah, I mean, look. that's insane. Bro. And by the way, listen to the how they the logic of the Supreme Go Court. Go There's ahead. only one sentence you have to listen to. Go ahead. Yeah, the court held five four that freedom of speech clause of the First Amendment prohibits the government from restricting independent expenditures for political campaigns by corporations, including nonprofits, labor unions, and associations. Mm. What of that's why the criticism <laughs> of it is. Wait, you used freedom of speech to, <laughs> to classify money? To classify right. money and Amazing. unlimited campaign Amazing. donations? And so. by the way, you know who wanted this? Every member of Congress wanted this because me, the special interest, because I'm an oil man, you're a pharma man, yeah. you're an agriculture man, and you're a, uh, you're a healthcare woman. You're known by your number one donor Donuts. base. And what you carry. Oh, have you, have you ever heard the um, it's a, uh, a great phrase? Oh, you're Israel's guy on the hill. Mm-hmm. And when they say things like that, oh, you Here know. Here you go. Check this out. This is how much money. Presidential campaign financing, 79 to 2020. What? It was only $197 million in 1979-80. Then it went to 226 380 Nothing crazy. 346 478 612 891 Obama. $1.769 $1. $1.46, $1.529. Trump Biden. Look at that. $4 billion, more than the three previous elections combined. Wow. They spent everything they had to terminate and fire Trump. That's how bad they wanted to get rid of him. Wow. So corporations came oh, together yeah. and said, listen, open checkbook, man. Here's some money. Let's get rid of this guy. Yep. Let's get, this guy's draining the swamp, and we can no longer do our deals that we were doing. This guy making our life a little bit hard. Boom. Look how there's never been a greater increase on wanting to either elect somebody or get rid of somebody than Trump. That's a great point. look at look, look at, at that. Obama. Obama raised that kind of money because it was a dream. It was the first time in US history, man. We want to see this. Look at the second Same. one he dropped off. He's the only guy that for re-election his money dropped off. That's not a reflection of Obama being a bad thing. It's just the fact that they really really wanted him to win the first time around. But they really, really, really <laughs> yeah. want to get Trump. Wow. Follow the money. Before Trump, uh, Clinton, what was the closest presidential race prior to that? It was Gore, Gore Bush. 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 Yeah. yeah. Two thousand. Gore Bush. Six hundred and twelve million dollars was spent. <laughs> Yeah, six hundred and twelve. Well, we all know they used to use the B word. Point. They used to use the B word when they're printing money, billions. Now it's all about the trillions. No, but but Citizens United was two thousand nineteen. By the way, Citizens United Supreme Court decision two thousand nineteen. Boom. Well, it's no wonder if you just follow the money. We just talked about it the other day on the podcast. Five out of the top ten richest counties in the country are all in what city? Washington, D.C. It's all the money. It's all the lobbyist money. It's all the campaign finance money. It's all going there. But back to Mitch McConnell, because how this whole thing started. Look, obviously the guy's not well. (laughs) You know, and and genuinely, I'm not a Mitch McConnell fan, but I hope he's doing well. Time to step aside. You know, the the only answer to term limits, right, because everyone wants term limits, but... You know, you know who, who needs to vote on term limits? Uh, the Congress people. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to do it. So the only answer to that is actually voting these incapable vegetables out of yeah. office. So it's incumbent on the constituents, constituents. the people, Love it. to vote someone like this up. So someone in Kentucky was like, yep, I want six more years of McConnell. And this is what you get. Oh my God. Frozen like, dude, popsicle stick. Bro, uh, it's, it's almost like the alien in him was like rebooting. Like, yeah. We didn't even get into the alien story. There's a lot of things we can. We, we need three hours today, Egypt to be honest with you. But guys, we two hours senators. above like five minutes. We are at the end of the podcast. We covered a lot of story. Great job, gents. Great job, team in the back. Thank you, Rob. Gang, 
Uh, for those of you that um, are VIP tickets, I think, sold front row to meet Vivek. I think we got a couple of the premium left and a couple generals left. That's happening next Friday. Here, here is it next? Not not no, a yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, next yeah. Friday yeah, at fifty nine ninety live you. public. Got you. So if you haven't yet registered, there's a couple generals left. VIP did sell out. So for those that wanted to meet him, that's not available. But you can still be in there with Vivek. This will be the beginning of many others we'll be doing uh, in that room. We have some special ones we're working on. That's not going to be a thousand dollars. I just want to prep prep you yeah. for some of the other ones we'll be doing. Get ready to open up your checkbooks to meet some of these guys. But uh, we're excited to have you guys here next week. If you want to get registered, either go to 5990live.com or text the word podcast to 310-340-1132. Again, text the word podcast to 310-340-1132. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will do this again next week. Take care. Bye-bye, bye-bye. David here from Value and PBD Podcast. Look, once a year, we host a conference called the Vault Conference. It's our Super Bowl where 3,000 entrepreneurs, CEOs, executives, salespeople from around the world come together to spend three and a half days together from August 30th to September 2nd at the Diplomat Resort in Miami to learn how to scale their business, how to identify their next 5, 10, 15 moves, who to recruit next, who to go raise their money from, how to raise capital, how to properly scale, culture, retention, hire, fire, all of those things and much more. And we do that over a span of three and a half days. And the reason why it's a very important season to attend a conference like this, the following reason. Today, there's three different types of people. They're scared, there are those that are content, and the obsessed. The scared, they don't want to do anything because they're worried about what's going to happen in the economy. They're going to take a big hit. The content, they're walking around saying, life is pretty okay, I don't need to do anything else. And then there's the obsessed because they see a massive opportunity today. So imagine spending three and a half days with 3,000 obsessed people that want to grow in a season like this. Imagine how much you can learn from just those relationships and networks. So on top of the people that are going to be attending at this event, there's probably the best lineup we'll ever have at a vault conference. Tom Brady, seven-time champion. I'll be interviewing him. He'll be at the vault conference. Mike Tyson, Will Guidera, the gentleman who ran the restaurant 11 Madison, New York, that went from a regular restaurant to a one Michelin star, two Michelin star, three Michelin star, and eventually the number one restaurant in the world. He's going to talk about how they treat their customers. So look, if you've not registered yet, this is my recommendation to you. I never went to conferences when I was coming up by myself. I always went with a spouse, with a business partner, or running mate because I only have a lens on what I see. Every night afterwards, we would sit there and say, what was your biggest takeaway? So get yourself, your spouse, your partner, your running mate registered to come spend three and a half days with us at the Diplomat Resort in Miami from August 30th to September 2nd. I will see you there.